We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened. Something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine. It's with the ancestors. I'm yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh, shit, you guys got coke here. Oh, my God, of course. I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all fucking boring. With your piddling grievances over nothing, you're all fucking boring. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and this year I am thankful for the Westons. And my name is Colin Drucker, and Ashley, use your head. It's the Westons. <laughs> How could I have met her? Use your head. <laughs> Have you met her? That's my favorite one. Have you met her? Uh. <laughs> Here we are. We have our tuxedos on, straightening we our do. bow ties. We do. And, you know, I it, it looks like I have a full suit on, but I'm actually just wearing uh, just, you know, some, some sweatpants and a little, you know, some feety socks underneath this table. Because yes. the, the Westons are about celebration, but they're also about comfort. They are. It's been quite a year. It's been quite a year in movies, as they say at the Oscars, but it really it has oh. for us as well. So much variety and um, so many women and some men to honor this year. You know, we did say at the beginning of the year, it really was shaping up to be the year of the man. And, and we will certainly see that reflected in this year's Westons. And if anybody's wondering, like, what are you talking about? What's what is a Weston? The Westons have become an well, you know, are an annual tradition. This is our third year doing it, where we look back at the performances and the moments and all of the uh, sometimes uh, soundtracks, sometimes horses, but all of the things that we fell in love with over the past year on this podcast. And we induct them into a real Hall of Fame. Everybody's a winner tonight. Everybody's a winner at the Westons. And also, you got to break a few hearts at the Westons. It's so true. I mean, I think maybe in early iterations, I don't know if it ever was an idea to have one winner from each category, like a proper award show. Because sometimes, you know, those... Those mainstream award shows, they don't get it right, folks. Maybe besides the Critics' Choice Awards, because they're always like, I feel like they're always right on par with most of the stuff that like they're missing. But uh, yeah, to think of having one person being, you know, best supporting sister, it's just, it's too much to even think about. So like you said, everyone's a winner here at the Westons. Absolutely. And and there will be, there will be snubs. There will be folks. <laughs> You know? Hopefully someone writes an article tomorrow. Here are the snubs and surprises at the Westin. <laughs> yes, the snubs and surprises at the Westin on, oh, on yeah. Access Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, um, Maria Menounos. Mar <laughs> Maria Menounos and Mario Lopez are going to be like, man, big night at the Westins. And uh, they're not lying when they say you got to break some hearts. Yeah, uh, when the Westins go it. south, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but not this boy. year. We, got, we have some some wonderful things to chat about and if, um, a new category or two. So I'm excited. 
Yeah, if this is not your first Westons, it might as well be because, uh, yes, there are new categories, there are surprises, um, and there are some real there's some real delights and a real reflection of, as you said, the year we had. I mean, I would say one of our finest years in terms of programming, I think. You know, just from action movie month to romantic comedies to family movies to Tarantino November, aka Uma November. Yeah, we really just like tried a lot of new stuff this year, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's um the beginning of something really great. I can't even wait for the fourth. Who knows what will happen next year? It'll be a live yeah. event. <laughs> Actually, right, right. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be at that that uh. I don't know that bakery that has that scone you really like. You know? Oh yeah, uh, Lafayette. Yeah, yeah we're going to yes. be live from ba- from Cafe Lafayette in <laughs> Lawrenceville. That's right. Oh, the one I thought you were talking about the one in New York with that like the circle croissants. Is that what you're talking oh, we about? Could, oh, we could do that. Yeah. I was thinking of that. What's that? Um, that orange poppy seed loaf that you love so much. Oh, that's from Inkwell. Yes, another yeah, live from Inkwell. Jamie and I call it Stinkwell when we're like if there's a long line, but Inkwell uh, when yeah. you know we get what we want in a in a good like a, a reasonable manner. Yeah. Well, when we do the fourth annual Westons at Inkwell, it's going to be Stinkwell for anybody who's late because it's going to yeah. be a line just... out the door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, my. Well, should we hop in? Is there anything else we need to let our gentle listeners know of before we start? No, I think, you know, this is also going to be a great review of, uh, you know, maybe some performances you missed over the past year and a reason to go back and listen. And uh, yeah, I think I think let's get into it. We've got a lot to cover today at the West. We do. We really do. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, well, let's kick things off. We, we typically start with uh, a very important category, and we've got a lot of real powerhouses this year. Best Supporting Sisters. Ooh, yes. A great category. All right. Uh, the, not, the, the inductees into the Hall of Fame here at the Western Tonight for Best Supporting Sisters, let's kick things off with Vanessa Lee Chester as Becky in A Little Princess. Scared about all of this. Me too. You think we shouldn't eat it? I'm not that scared. I could feel the snow coming through the window on my skin. It might not be that scene specifically, but that's what I picture. That even might just be a moment with Sarah alone, but to be honest, in my mind, they were both there. Yeah, this was that wonderful breakfast scene. Oh, you the know? sausages. The yes. sausages, exactly. And and you know, it Becky, of course, you know, initially is just one of the the servants in the house that uh a little princess Sarah, you know, goes to boarding school at, and then over time and through a series of events, they become best friends, and by the end, they're sisters. Mm. A beautiful movie. And so glad that we dug that one up, too, because that was something that we discovered, like, just through conversation, I think. Like, do you remember Mm -hmm. A Little Princess? And maybe one of the first, like, 90s movies that we did, like, when we were really on our 90s kick. So, yeah. Yep. And when it wasn't during Family Movie Month, this was back, I think, around Christmas. And, yeah, uh, yeah, a a treasured event. I, I loved getting to revisit it to make a clip or two because, you know what? A little princess may be represented again later in this show. So, you know, <gasps> keep your peepers peeled, as they say, you know? <laughs> Can't wait. Um, well, next up, it's in it's our carry, 
Carrie Condon, <sighs> Best Supporting Actress nominee for The Banshees of Inishirin. And how is it, Siobhan, that you wasn't ever married? It's none of your feckin' business how I was never feckin' married. How isn't it? How isn't it? Was you never wild? Wild? Was I never wild? I don't know what you're talking about, Dominic. Wild how? Angry? Because I'm getting angry now, I can tell you. Not angry, wild. You just keep saying wild, Dominic. Wild? My brother told you, didn't he? That you'd be out in the road if you started talking stupid to me. He said creepy, not stupid. Well, you failed on both counts, haven't you? I've... I'm off to bed and he's not staying here another night, Porrick. I don't care how depressed you are. I'd rather have the donkey in. Great clip. I want to go back and revisit this movie. I think about this performance often and her in that. Is it a red coat or a yellow coat when she's on the that The yellow boat? coat. The yellow <sighs> coat. I I would go back for Carrie to watch this movie. Mm. And it's a great movie. I remember loving that. Yeah. It, it was a great movie. And yes, yeah, she really, that, that was a great performance. Was, and, and I loved as much as that was a movie about men and, and you know, that relationship between those men. I, I just, she was the heart of the house to me, you know? Yeah, for and and like the amount of times Keon and I still say <laughs> you're all feckin' boring because uh, it's in our intro. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's an iconic quote at this point in this house. Yeah, I I tell Marco all the time with your piddle and grievances, you're all feckin' boring. <laughs> I realize I'm just talking to the laundry. You yeah, know? I'm gonna say that at Thanksgiving tomorrow if someone brings yeah. up politics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, uh, speaking of politics, you know, our next nominee could have been my best friend in high school if things had gone a little bit differently and I didn't go to an all boys Catholic high school because she did go to my local high school. It's <laughs> Amy Sackasitz in House Arrest. Will they be ready by tomorrow morning? I don't know. I hope so. What do you think they're going to do tonight? Try to escape. Just a little. We did little, a couple movies teaser. with Amy. This, I mean, at least two as well. We we did um, Dennis the Menace as well. She was great in that. She was great in that. I think that's worth mentioning. Is like this is also in in part for her performance as Margaret in Dennis the Menace because she really she tore it up in this thing. I lost the only man she ever I ever loved. <laughs> Isn't that one of her lines? When she's like staring out the window when Dennis is missing oh, at the yeah. end or something. I don't know. A very like Helga Pataki sort of type in that movie. If if and mm-hmm. there are any Hey Arnold fans listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, Hey Arnold heads. Yeah. Well, football next <laughs> football <laughs> heads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, next up, uh, really a very important sister this year, Abby Elliott as Sugar, aka Natalie in. The bear. No one can make anyone else act a certain way. <laughs> okay. You remember last year? Mm. And the year before? Yeah. So I'm not fucking crazy. Nobody thinks you're crazy. Nobody's okay. saying that. Well, she is. Yeah, she's fucking out of her mind. And here I am, just yeah. fucking in the middle, because you're you. Army's garmy. Okay, so then just, you know, let us handle it. You won't handle it. No, we won't, exactly. That's my point. Her not handling it. It's the best way to handle it. The bear. I mean, I feel like that Thanksgiving episode should be a required viewing for all families. (laughs) Every Thanksgiving, just pop it in. Well, and it's it's a Christmas episode. Oh, it is a Christmas episode. But yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. But I feel like it, it... But 
to your point, I feel like it's, you know, copy and paste, you know, most of that experience other than the seven fishes and it's Thanksgiving. That's true. It, it truly, I don't know, I guess it's probably just because Thanksgiving is this week and, but yeah, the seven fishes, everything else, it's just, I, I haven't watched it with Keon yet and I plan to probably sometime over the weekend. I think if he, if he can handle it, <laughs> I don't want to stress him out, but maybe oh. I'll give it, I, he got a little taste of it. I sent a TikTok to one of our gay group texts here in Pittsburgh, dropping that clip of her freaking out at the dinner table. So if he can handle that, I think we're good. Yeah, and I think it's worth it. And and you know, he he can watch, you know, I don't know, action movies and, yeah. and you know, uh aliens and the Terminator. This is nothing. This yeah. is nothing. You can handle fine. a little Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, yeah, come on. At a career you know, best. Come on. You you loved her in true lies. You loved yeah. her in true lies, you know. That's true. Um, and really, I think especially if 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 you've enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis before, it's like you've never seen. She's never been this good. So, um, yeah. but here she is getting recognized at the Westons this year. And you know what? Her name might pop up again this evening. So uh, keep those one ear holes open. Yeah, one should hope. <laughs> um, well, anyway, next up on the list, you know, recognizing a real a real friend of the podcast, Debbie Messing huge part of our lives last year with smash and this year made an appearance in uh romantic comedy month in the wedding date Hmm. you're right you should really time it right so that when he hears that you repeatedly screwed his best friend he won't feel like the whole world is collapsing around him and there's no escape because you tricked him into marrying you Oh, don't worry. Your wedding will be perfect. Tomorrow I'll smile and say all the right things and you'll deal with Ed when you're ready. But right now, tonight, I'm not going to pretend it's okay. Ooh. Start cue the Michael Buble song. Another mm-hmm. da da so they'll leave a little bit in there just in case. Yeah, you yes, know? Yes. Just so you know where you are. Perfect yeah. choice of clip. I mean, we got to give something to Debbie every year, you know? I mean... You as you were playing that clip, it made me think of something. Oh, she was also in Bros this past year, right? To remember, like yes. one of the best parts of Bros, we didn't cover it on the pod, but worth mentioning. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, certainly that would have been like a best featured ensemble because she was definitely my favorite part of Bros, and I think in general there is that feeling of like, I don't, why, do, why does Debbie? Is it because of her fight with Susan Sarandon on Twitter, now called X? Is that why we don't give Debbie all the flowers she's due? Because she is, she has never disappointed me. Never. I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was like Anne Hathaway syndrome or something. But you're right. I remember conflict on Twitter. I remember her coming on too strong. But she's an activist. She's an ally. And she is the moment. Yeah. Now, <laughs> come, come on, on now. now. Yeah. yeah. And she gives great performances. She, I just, yeah. yeah, I think next year it's important for us to recognize another opportunity to celebrate Debbie. Yep, I think we need to we need to do some research. We might do the Put women. That, in my notes. that awful <laughs> remake of the women. Oh know? Lord, no, thank you. Woof. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, right. It's like I've already done Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm not doing the women. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, let us continue on with someone who I think this season and this year we had a real falling in love moment with. And that, of course, is Trish 
played by Mary Catherine Garrison on Somebody Somewhere, which we, we at some point will make its way to the main feed, but was a big topic of discussion for us at the Best Supporting After Show this year. Yeah. Um, which, you know, consider this a shameless plug. If you love hearing us talk about even more things like Real Housewives, Somebody Somewhere, things we've been eating, um, and so much more. And we get like pretty deep and pretty personal sometimes. We do. We do. Want to find out a little bit what's going on in our brains. uh, You should come join us for the Best Supporting After Show every week. A whole another episode every week for uh, $5 a month at patreon.com slash BSA pod. Who could ask for anything more? Exactly. Well, anyway, and here you go. Here's a little clip of Trish in case for some reason you haven't been watching somebody somewhere. That fucking cut! What? Oh my god! What? Okay, so first, I get blackballed at Campbell's. Wait, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Heather would not sell to me because of lies that Charity told her. Yeah, Charity lied to her. But don't worry, I set her straight. I dressed her down in public. I mean, there was nobody there, but I said everything. I told her the truth. The truth. And then I was at Ballard's and I saw fucking Cece Coleman, Camp Counselor Cece, with her fucking shitty twins, and she 100% (laughs) saw me and she totally avoided me. Okay, well, she's always been a stupid twat. Well, that's true. But now Charity is having all of her nasty little fucking friends leave these cunty little comments on the Instagram. Wait, wait, okay, um, just how how does Charity know about the Instagram in the first place? Because I fucking tagged her. You did? Yes, I did. I mean, Well, you tried, but that's okay. I guess this is what happens when you try to be the bigger person, you know? I guess so. Oh, that clip made... I almost spit out my water at the beginning. That is, a <laughs> like, the perfect clip, Colin. I oh. it, it encapsulates everything that I found so funny about her. She, make, she has such, like... Um, this is a musical theater reference, everyone. Uh, like Sally Brown energy and you're a good man, Charlie Brown, which is the role that Chris mm-hmm. and Chenoweth played. Like oh, she'd make a perfect uh-huh. Sally Brown. Like, and she's so fucking funny. And that monologue is really good. Ugh, mm. I love her. Well yeah. done. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's great. We really fell in love with her this season. And I, yeah, she's I love her. I think she's great. <laughs> stupid fucking twins. Is that what she says? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, her, her <laughs> ugly fucking god. twins. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. That really uh, tickled me pink. Yeah. Um, well, our final best supporting sister, I, I think, made the list because, you know, we, every once in a while, you and I encounter a movie where we're like, oh, and I, oh, you know, we yep. just, we don't love it, you know, and yes. we don't know why, and we thought we would, but sometimes there's a little gem. And in this case, we hit a little bit of a snag this year with what I think both of us thought was a surefire win uh, for Romantic Comedy Month. We thought, you know, go with a modern classic, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. And we uh, we found ourselves restless in New York and Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> Sleeping. Yeah, sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But there was one highlight, and that, of course, and I'm so glad we have an opportunity to recognize Rita Wilson this year. Uh, She was truly the highlight in Sleepless in Seattle as Tom Hanks' sister. Um, And so here is Rita for a moment saving the movie in Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. She's going to meet him at the top of the Empire State Building. Only she got hit by a taxi, and he waited and waited and it was raining i think and then she's too proud to tell him 
that she's uh, crippled. And he's too proud to find out why she doesn't come. But he comes to see her anyway. I forget why, but oh. Oh, it's so amazing when he comes to see her. Because he doesn't even notice that she doesn't get up to say hello. And he's very bitter. And you'd think that he's just gonna walk out the door and never know why. She's just lying there, you know, like on the couch with this blanket over her shriveled little legs. <laughs> Are you all right? She's fine. And suddenly he goes, I only saw the painting. And he, he like goes to the bedroom and he looks and he comes out and he looks at her and he kind of just, they know and then they hug and it's so <sighs> that's art. That's yeah. art right there. It really is good. It really is. I mean, <laughs> just a great little, great little monologue. And I, I'm, I'm glad there was a space for her this year. Amen. I mean, it, that's how I feel. Like I talked about mass <laughs> to people who haven't seen yeah. it. I'm like, you don't understand. Martha Plimpton. They hug right. at the end. Like it's just too much. She's got this winter coat. Yeah, she's gonna <laughs> stay. They're both wearing their coats, and she looks like such a mom. Yeah, she's like, I think terrible... I'm ready. I think I'm ready. <laughs> His dirty sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, well, all right. I... Cheers to all our sisters, really. Yeah, a great bunch of gals. So fun. Yeah. Well, I have the honor of uh, presenting next the next category, and this is Best Assistant to the BSA. And I think I'm going to try to explain it to, to the best of my ability, what an assistant to the BSA is, it, should you not know what it is. I think it uh, the origin is sort of like, you know, the assistant to the, oh, help me with the office quote here with Dwight, right? Assistant oh, to assistant the regional, to the regional manager. manager. There we go. Yeah, I had it, uh -huh. but I, I doubted myself. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but this is a, it's not necessarily the best supporting actress in the movie or at least like the one that we're looking at as the best supporting actress but it's it's more than a featured ensemble it's just another woman in the movie that we really can't keep our eyes off of and really want to give her you know that moment and that praise how did i do colin i i agree with everything you just said absolutely you know okay. and the origins were like jane alexander and yes. kramer versus kramer and yep. terry gar and tootsie and that's where we first discovered like oh there's also like let's also recognize and and it's i i really in and i think the other way we've looked at it is like the assistant to the bsa is like the bsa if the bsa is best actress you yes. know what i mean yeah um, mm -hmm. yeah untangle that one but anyway i think you no, i followed yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. So our first honoree, formerly Kate Blanchett, now Kate Blanchett after Tar. I think that's the order that you decided. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is Kate Blanchett. Blend. I did combine them together. I was like it <laughs> and et. Did you hear that? Blanchett. Okay. I'm just gonna say it however I want. This is Kate and uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. You're not the shipping green ladies. Oh, trying not to be. Trying to jump ship. So, now, oh, did they put your cases in the wrong pile? It's just that, uh, you were in the R stand. Well, I thought I saw you there. My father wants me back in New York. He builds boats, I'd rather sail them. So I travel under my mother's name. Which is? Emily. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I'm not Randall either. I'm Logue. As in? As in the textile Logues. Trying to shrug off the dress. I travel under my mother's name too. Randall. Right. <laughs> Trying to shrug off the dress. That's <laughs> a little Catherine Hepburn there, but I yeah, really. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm Logue. Oh, she's just. I love her American accent. Yeah, in a time where you know it's, she was always a star to us. But I think really a moment where you know she, you know, quite apropos for the category, is an assistant to the BSA. She wasn't really front and center, but enough for us to mention her. We just have to. I think we're contractually yeah. obligated to we mention are. her, Kate. We are, we are, and she is contractually showing up and giving us Absolutely. reasons. Our next uh, nominee, uh, inductee, is Sarah Parrish, and this is for the wedding date. By the way, did you bring a date? Darling, why waste ten more seconds on that horse's ass when Mr. Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down is waiting for you over there? Huh? What does he do, anyway? He's a therapist. The perils of parenthood. Oh, God. I think I've just come. (laughs) I mean, that sums it up. She's, I I mentioned before, she's also in The Holiday, which maybe we'll cover. This is the the movie that I always thought we covered for the holidays or Christmas time. And she plays the exact same character, only to Kate Winslet, uh, you know, kind of chain smoking, but really providing that best friend energy um and support and she's not afraid to like beat someone up i just picture her like <laughs> getting in a like a scuffle every movie she's oh, in yeah and then she's and i love her role in the wedding date it's just it's a great little it's such a perfect example of assistance to the bsa yeah she's the one you want to party with mm-hmm yeah and I think, sorry, I, I feel like you, um, well, even though this is my category, I could do whatever I want. Yeah, um, I, I feel like she also had that great moment when, oh no, it was Deborah Messing when she got, that's the seat buckle acting. Remember, I had to go back and, and show you what it was when she got out of the limo because she was drunk. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get money. Anyway, not Sarah Parrish, but you know, the same movie. But anyway, um, our next nominee, um, one of the best, you know, besides Sigourney herself, to a, a really a, a featured uh, key player in Ghostbusters. This is Annie Potts in Ghostbusters. Very handy, I can tell. I bet you like to read a lot, too. Print is dead. Oh, that's very fascinating, Timmy. I read a lot myself. Some people think I'm too intellectual, but I think it's a fabulous way to spend your spare time. I also play racquetball. Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> uh, just It's like it, there's there's no jokes in those lines, but all of her inflection is just it's just this little up and down roller coaster of inflections that she just finds these little nooks and crannies to lean into. Oh, I just I love Annie Potts in anything, but I just adore Janine. Yeah, it's like it's hard to I mean, besides the fact that she's just really gifted like this, this role specifically, like in the 80s, like the big glasses the accent. I want to hear her deliver that Ruth Gordon line about the steak. You know, I feel like they're kindred spirits in a way. Oh God. Oh, Annie Potts and Ruth Gordon. Oh, in, that would be great. Uh, yeah. Harold and Maude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we're moving on to a little, uh, something a little bit more dramatic. One of our favorite bench, you know, bench acting 
it may be a category for next year. So just keeping mm. that in the old noodle. But this is Kristen Thompson from Away From Her. Well, how would you know what I think? To tell you the truth, I'd rather be the one that stayed than the one that left. I'll bet you weren't always the doggedly devoted husband, am I right? When you said that you wondered if maybe she was punishing you for something, I'll bet you had something pretty specific in mind, didn't you? You know, you see a lot of things in this job. You see the end of things all day long. And in my experience, at the end of things, it's almost always the men that think that not too much went wrong. I wonder if your wife feels the same way. I wonder that too. I bet you do. We love a nurse. We love a nurse. This is also some great cigarette acting. I was just going to say, I rewatched this clip today because I couldn't remember who Kristen Thompson was. But I was like, I think she's the nurse. So I was glad to kind of revisit that. It's just a beautiful moment. Yeah. And it's so unexpected because she's such a saint. You know, a little, uh, you know, hey, there might be some saints we need to talk about later this later this episode. Uh, but she is indeed such a saint through so much of the movie. And then it's like a nerve gets hit. And, and we never get the full. We get enough of the story to know that there's like, you know, she's got a, a you know, deadbeat husband you know yeah. who's, who's run off and so it's just like it's just enough and and the movie's not really about her but just for a minute it's totally about her and i i love that yeah it's such a cool scene well speaking of something unexpected colin we have our first ever male inductee really i guess you know we mentioned there we we uh what's the word tease that there could be a couple in this award ceremony today and this is our first and it's you know Starting off with a bang, this is Jack Davenport and the talented Mr. Ripley. I lied to her. She thought she'd seen you. Why lie? <laughs> Dickie and Peter together, that's just too good gossip. Or Tom and Peter, even. <laughs> that would be even better gossip. Really, why? Uh, um, I'm completely lost. I know. I'm sorry, Peter. Oof. Haunting. Uh, poor tragic Peter. And I have to say, this is, uh, I did do some, some category shifting and I am responsible for this for this move of of bringing a man, you know, uh, as they say, a cock into the hen house yep. um, from another category. And it was just some some shifting that needed to happen. And I thought, you know, the thing is about this, I, I, I think about this performance the way I think about these like assistants, the BSA, where it's like the movie's not really about Peter, but I find him to be a fascinating part of the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, especially with that ending. It's just so sad in so many ways, too. And you really get to to like learn to like him and are rooting mm -hmm. for the two of them together and maybe think that things could be different. But alas. Yeah, it's true. The ending is kind of about him, which is really yeah. that also interesting that it really which ends we love. With, and it's, which we love. It's, it's a dark ending, but it's, you know, uh, but I love when a supporting character suddenly becomes the focus. Yes. Amen. 
Uh, well, you know, congratulations. A, a category I always love, assistance to the BSA. I always look forward to who our mm-hmm. new, you know, ABSAs will be. Yeah, <laughs> ABSAs, I like that. Uh, well, you know, this year, man, we... One thing, you know, that was very clear to us this year was the amount of great music that we Mm. encountered in these movies and shows. Just so many great scores, great soundtracks to the point where, you know, we needed to really make a uh, a musical corner of this uh, of this award show and recognize uh, some of the best supporting music we've gotten this this year. I'm excited for this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you full credit because this is something that you came up with and it's such a good addition. Uh, you know, all great award shows have an award for best song and score and why not this one? Yeah, Bravo. yeah. And, and we, we had a, just a cornucopia to keep it Thanksgiving themed. A cornucopia of, of options, but there were just some real <laughs> knockout hits this, this year. And so let's, let's kick things off. You know, the name Ghostbusters was just mentioned, uh, and appears again here, uh, Elmer Bernstein's score for Ghostbusters. I I feel I feel this is one of your gifts calling because I even though I study studied music and I'm aware of music you're always the one to point out a good score and this is not one that would have came to mind at all oh at all but um oh. I got kind of spooked during that and then it really like builds with that sort of like it sounds almost operatic in a way yeah mm-hmm. great choice Oh, thank you. And it's from the kitchen scene, which is my favorite scene oh, in yes. Ghostbusters. The eggs. So I also, uh, yeah, the eggs. Like I could hear, I was like, oh, that's where the eggs pop. Yeah. Uh, and I could see, like, oh my God, that's where she screams and slams the door. So, um, but I mean, th- there's so many incredible moments in Ghostbusters. And, and, you know, hat tip to Ray Parker Jr. as well. God bless you, you know. For- Absolutely for your Ghostbusters song, but, um, <laughs> but next up, uh, really one, I, I really enjoyed this year. Danny Elfman's score for Pee-wee's big adventure. Mm.
I was like dancing over here right? <laughs> to that. I was it's just like so... pumping my fist full of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I just, I think that is just, and I can't believe it was his first movie score. Yeah. It's just, it feels so accomplished. And yeah, I like, I probably heard that a thousand times and I'll never get over it. That ugh, It's like the beat drops, you know? Yeah. It's like a shot of nostalgia and adrenaline and serotonin all at the same time. It's, it, it takes me there. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, well, another one that I think is just a, a work of art is uh, John Williams score for Jurassic Park. Another one that just takes me there. I just, I want to like make a dinosaur sound above it, like a roar of the T-Rex right? or just say like, welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's, oh, I feel like that is, that, that little part of this, the sound or the score is like, it's like the equivalent of like Sasha Valor's Rose reveal. It's yeah. Just I was like, just going to say great, ugh, great choices here. I mean, a perfect climax. Oh, I mean, this is like maybe my favorite part of pulling clips for the Westons was like, oh, what part of the score? What song? You know, oh, it's just, you know, and I have no musical ability. So this is really just like, you know, when elephants paint and you think that they're making something, (laughs) you know, that's what's going on here. (laughs) There's another TikTok I saw, I don't know, like a month or two where uh, someone like plays like a drum outside of an elephant place. Uh And then the the trunk just goes donk, donk. (laughs) But no, I mean, there's something there, Colin. You got an ear. You got an ear for this. So got these, got these ears. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, our uh, our next nominee. There's, you you know, there's there's a back to back same nominee, two different scores that both uh, knocked our socks clear off, clear across the Hudson this year. Uh, (laughs) First, uh, Mark Mancina for Speed. It's so action movie and it, it's just like it's tense and a little bit hopeful, but also like steady at the same time. It's it's great. Yeah, that's what I think the 90s sounded like. They're just tense, but hopeful and steady. You know, <laughs> yeah. Bill Clinton was playing a saxophone on Arsenio. Like, you know, it was yeah. uh, it was a different time. Truly uh, was. And, you know, pulling the speed clip, I had to like 
cut it down because it was that kind of like iconic part of the speed theme song but i was like you know we all know that part but this i was like oh all right mark all right mark i see what you're doing putting on a little bit of a flourish yeah Uh, and of course we know mark mancino knows how to put on a flourish because he also did the score for twister goodness that's how i picture you and i riding off in the sunset on ruth and cheryl <laughs> horses it has to be horses i i was literally just gonna say i, th- I feel like ruth and cheryl work out to this song yeah. that's it. i went to the same place of like ruth and cheryl love this song it feels like the wild wild west in a way it does yeah, yeah. it does it does and i i feel like it was either this or something else that that prompted us to talk about the beef it's what's for dinner commercial Yes. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and that's so, so anyway, uh, yeah. So those were some of our best supporting scores this year. Some great choices there. Ah, well, I have uh, the honor of doing our next category, which is best soundtrack. And I think just as important as a good score for a movie is, uh, you know, a great group of songs, pop songs, or any really kind of anything that isn't orchestral in a way, I guess, but um, can really add to a movie. And our first nominee is really just the soundtracks for both Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2. And for all of these, and certainly Kill Bill is a a prime example, there's tons to choose from. So I just chose uh, one of the hits, just a a highlight from a great soundtrack. He didn't even say goodbye. He didn't take the time to lie. Bang, bang, he shot me down, bang, bang, I hit the ground, bang, bang, that awful sound, bang, bang, my baby shot me down. Mm. I'm so glad you picked that. It's it, it would have been so easy to do the... Woo 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 woo. Yeah, song. but yeah, no, that has a lot more texture and subtext for sure. Yeah, and I also I wanted to think of like songs that really like reflected these movies, and I feel like that that just felt like that sums up Kill Bill. Even though there's so much action and so many great references and great musical references, at the heart of it is this like you know the sad story of Beatrix. You know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, our next nominee. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. That's all I'd say. All right. Uh, our next nominee is uh, the soundtrack for Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. Mm.
Mm, I'm putting on my leg warmers as we speak. It's so 80s yeah. and so perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't hear that without seeing Sue Ellen and Josh Charles bouncing around the toy store on that bouncy ball, which is a memory yes. that's been burned into my brain because I've seen this movie 8,000 times. Mm-hmm. But so many good songs and ones that were hard to come by. So there were some I wanted to choose here, but uh, this is certainly representative. But, oh, just a great a great score as well. Great music and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. That's right. Well, speaking of, uh, well, actually, no, there's no segue there. I was going to say, uh, speaking of another, uh, I almost called it Ace Ventura. I feel like I'm having a, a stroke here. A Tarantino movie, uh, fresh on our minds. This uh, next nominee is Pulp Fiction. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished him well. I'm twisting. I'm I'm dancing. It's so good. If you're not twisting, then check your pulse, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I, Pulp Fiction. It's like I can't wait. I genuinely can't wait to watch it again. I really get why people love that movie, and mm-hmm. there's so much to just like get into and just. Like that episode we did, I could have gone on for another hour. There's Same. so much I could have said. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, who knows? Maybe Pulp Fiction Part 2 is coming out one day, folks. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we I feel like we joked around about revisiting movies, like, you know, revisiting The Hours two years later or, or right. Mass or something, too. But I don't know. Pulp Fiction, it seems like a good summertime revisit, maybe. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because be I, I think there's so much more there that uh was such a oh what a pleasant surprise tarantino november which was your idea so credit has to go where credit's due really uh oh was a you know slid in right under the wire right before the westons but was such a highlight for me this year same i'm so glad we did it well uh we're going back to the early aughts here for the soundtrack to hysterical blindness oh who would have chosen that It's an impeccable soundtrack of 80s hits I, I because I've watched this movie so many times. And by the way, folks, just so you know, if you're like, I'm, I, where am I going to find this movie? It's on YouTube in full and the title's in Spanish. And I can't remember what it is, but uh, it but, it, you know, it you'll find it. And it's got subtitles in Spanish. So, hey, if you're bilingual, then like, you know, this works out really well. It works. So anyway, I just I, I'm always. I'm always, you know, tap dancing on behalf of hysterical blindness. But um, yeah, great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And our last nominee uh, is the soundtrack for When Harry Met Sally. Some of us I've seen might never be mean, might never be cross or try to be boss, but they wouldn't do. 
for nobody else gave me a thrill with all your faults i love you still it had to be you wonderful you it had to be you so much Harry Connick Jr., but really some great orchestrations and singing from him. I had to put it in there. And that's the perfect song to choose. Like, that's what I think of when I think of that movie. Yeah, my mom is doing the, you know, as he calls it, the white man's overbite and and dancing along to this. Like, she, oh, yeah. this is, that is, this is my mom to a T. Like, if this came on, she'd do the white man's overbite and she'd start snapping. It's just like the ways in which I'm not my mother. But uh, <laughs> God bless her, you know, she just yeah. can't help herself. That's the new Pedro Almodovar movie. I'm not my mother. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not my mother. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So really some great soundtracks and a new category too, which I'm excited to uh, sort of keep tabs on as we work through this next year. Good stuff. So I think this is our last musical uh, category or music theme category. This is best musical performance. And I think really this can be like in, you know, looking at the categories and or the nominations we have here, it, it could be in r- the real world, uh, sort of in real life, I guess. But it can also be from TV or movies, anything that we've sort of been obsessing about this year. And we're going to kick it off with really one of the true iconic moments of the past year. And this... This is Ariana DeBose with the BAFTA Awards opening number. All the ladies in the room, supporting and leading, all here I presume. Home top, Dolly D. Carrie and Carrie with the C. Dame Emma, I'm so fond. And a girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I've loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman king. Blanche Kate, you're a genius. And Jamie Lee, you are all of us. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's and been so t- long. <laughs> Rewatching it, it is, I mean, you could do a, like a, a, a frame-by-frame breakdown. It is, I think it's one of the finest moments in pop culture. I mean, the house lights are on. Dolly De Leon is just, she says it all in her look too, but it really just <laughs> became such a point of like joy for, for both of us on this podcast. And I'm so glad I remembered it because we were putting these together and I was like, there has to be something else. And it, it came to my mind and I'm so glad. And it's so perfect because she's singing about actresses and nominees <laughs> yes. and supporting actress nominees. So it's so perfect. And the fact that it, like of all of those like, what the fuck faces it ends on jamie lee curtis rocking out like yes it's, it is it is just hey, like the <laughs> fact that viola davis is in the corner being like oh god they got me in the frame like, yeah it's it's so wonderful i it's just such a wonderful moment i'm so happy it's here at the westons yes so congratulations former you know best supporting actress uh oscar winner ariana DeVos, of course but, uh, yeah huh. well now we're switching gears to television and you know bridget everett you know I, I feel it's just such a fixture uh, on this podcast and someone who we, re- who we really talked about on the Best Supporting After Show on Patreon a lot. Um, but she actually fits some singing into somebody somewhere because, you know, she likes to sing. She's good at it. And she's a cabaret star, too. So this is Bridget Everett in Somebody Somewhere. And I made a choice with this clip. But... Okay. Have yourself. A merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on Our troubles will be 
dear to us. Gather near to us once more. Is that the scene where she sings for her voice teacher? I think it's after the voice teacher passes away, or maybe after oh. she has that when she cries, but she's alone in her house at the piano. Oh yeah. And I was, oh my I was gosh. like, oh, there's a couple, you know, I know she does Gloria at the end, but then I got yep. to this scene and I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is a perfect encapsulation of not only how beautiful her voice is, but like the incredible performance she gives in that show. Yeah. It's, it's full of pain and it feels so raw too, to just hear her do it acapella too. So it's a great choice. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That is, I love, oh, she, her voice, Jesus, that just yeah, so good. She's got some pipes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're switching some gears to some rap. I thought of this one literally this morning because I was like, there's something else that we haven't thought of. And this is Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg, and Tom Selleck. I'm calling it the dad rap from Three Men and a Little Lady. Kick it! Introduce it, Matt. Peter and Jack, we're your rabbits, we're your dad's doing the Mary rap. You're just a little lady and you need your sleep. Don't want to hear no job talking about something to eat. Break down. Like that. Here we go. We will party down lady till and dance until dawn. Till your food's been toilet train and change our song. Now we're situated bachelor status fathers and waiting. We'd rather hang with you than the one he's been dating. Say, Mary, did you wash your face? Yo. Say, Mary, did you brush your teeth? Yo! Now Mike be nimble! Peter be quick! Jack bust a rhyme and make it slip! And little lady Mary, we say please just close your eyes and cop some Z's. 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 That was like an assault. <laughs> I was like, yeah. surely he won't play the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you want to add that in? We're going to do that. Oh, God. Rap. I should have said, like, we're going to mention it, but we're not going to listen to it. But, uh, oh, yeah. Folks, yeah. You don't know. Oh, God. I never want to listen to it again. But it was too good not to pass up. Yeah. No, it, I think, and a great example of a highlight of, of the year for me, Family Movie Month was also one of my favorite months. We, I think we, we really had some, some surprises and some delights and that rap maybe wasn't one of them, but so much about those men otherwise was. Yeah. Yeah. They made up for it in different ways. So our next nominee is, um, I don't know if we had a theme for this when we were actually watching this movie, but it, I think it was just something that you had wanted or put on the list for a while. This is Barbara Harris in Nashville. You may say I ain't free. It don't worry me. Oh, it don't worry me. It don't worry me. You may say I ain't free. It don't. You know, I actually forgot what point of the movie this was because I was I was thinking of Nashville and I was like, oh, gosh, because there's that great, um, you know, Barbara Jean song at the end uh, by one Miss Ronnie Blakely. 
And but oh, she's the one who yeah. starts this song and Barbara finishes it, correct? Yes. Is that what and happens? Good... Is this the song at the end? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so what because this is the context, this is the end of the movie when after Barbara Jean's been shot. And mm-hmm. then Barbara Harris takes an opportunity to pick up the mic because the guy's like, S- sing, keep playing music, keep keep everybody, you know, calm everyone down. And she takes that opportunity to pick up the mic and and start singing and um, kind of start bringing the crowd together again. And it's such a crazy it's like the end of the movie. And I just think like it's such a massive movie and it was a real like undertaking. You know, there's like 24 characters we we made amends with michael murphy i thought that was good for us but yes um i just love that idea of like once again like giving the ending to of all people my queen barbara harris yeah a great choice oh well speaking of some queens um we have we have another man and Mm -hmm. i love this choice i thought it was inspired to uh, to nominate him this is walter matthau from grumpier old men Maria, Maria, I just met a girl named Maria, and suddenly I see she's not the bitch I thought she'd be. Maria, oh Maria, 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 oh Maria, oh Maria. Recorded on a potato. I, I found a clip of someone filming their television. I was like, that I love pick. that. It's it yeah. makes it even better. I, I thought that was so funny that you remember that. And, um, you know, we got to give something to Walter. Oh, we love him. I mean, that's like one of those things because this was like, a, you know, it's a, we talked about this like a part of our childhoods. But that line of like, suddenly I see she's not the bitch I thought she'd be. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. I've always loved that. It's just so funny. <laughs> He was so good in that movie. Yeah, really was. <sighs> yep. Uh, well, the last uh, nominee for this category, category, that was a weird inflection. The last mm. nominee for this category is basically a whole group of, I mean, really 30-year-olds playing high schoolers. But this is the cast of Grease 2 in Score Tonight featuring Lorna Luft. Lorna's even better than I remember her. <laughs> yeah, I was like trying to find like where's Lorna in this song. I was like, oh look, she's screaming for a few lines here. Let's put let's put her in here. Yeah, but that's that's the one. Honestly, like it that song, like like a number of songs in Greece too. Not all of them, but a number of them. It's like you got me in the end. You know that song gets yeah, you in the end. It slaps. You know? Yes. Yeah. So. so good. Ugh. Well, that brings us, you know, congratulations to our musical performances. And, you know, may we have more musical performances in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. 
Yeah. But that brings us to our first special category, our first special award of the evening. Um, in, in some ways, this is almost like, you know, the, the best supporting actress. It's, it's a recognition of someone who throughout the year, you know, has just earned our hearts, has really just um, really brought the nuance to the point right. that they have earned the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence in Nuance. Mm. Why don't you tell us who it is, Colin? I'll give you the honor. Sure. Well, you know, she she really uh, popped for us last year. I think Stepping Out was probably where we first yeah. fell in love with her. And then she reappeared in House Arrest, which, you know, may get represented later this this uh, this evening. And uh, then had a very, very important role in Women Talking this year. And it was just like, man, you just keep showing up and turning out. And so this year's nominee, this year's winner of the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence in Nuance is Sheila McCarthy. Ah, I couldn't gone to a better a better woman, really. Gwenna Krupp, homemaker, is just still one of my favorite lines from House Arrest. So good. Yeah. She's great. So I figured in a way to kind of recognize Sheila this year, it's a bit of a longer clip, but it's really, it's it's Sheila's monologue in Women Talking, and it's a beautiful moment in the movie where she gets the movie. And to, it's just a beautifully written monologue and a Oscar-winning script by Sarah Polly. And um, it's, it's a good two minutes of Sheila. So here is mm. uh, proof in the pudding why Sheila McCarthy is our winner for the Rio Marino Award for Excellence in Nuance this year. I was always frightened of the Northern Road out of the colony. There's so many gullies on either side of the road. The buggy used to lurch side to side. Ruth and Cheryl were simply following my commands of the reins, but they were jerky and frenetic, and it was dangerous. It was only when I learned to focus my gaze far down ahead of me and not on the road immediately in front of Ruth and Cheryl, that I started to feel safe. Leaving will give us the more far-seeing perspective we need to forgive. Which is to love properly and keep the peace according to our faith. Therefore, our leaving wouldn't be an act of cowardice or abandonment. It wouldn't be because we were excommunicated or exiled. It would be a supreme act of faith, a step towards love and forgiveness. Leaving is how we demonstrate our faith. We are leaving because our faith is stronger than the rules. Bigger than our life. What a queen. What a queen. What a beautiful monologue. Yeah. I mean, the writing there is just stunning. And I, I, I 
you know, women talking when we did that episode, we talked about how it felt very much like a play. And I, mm-hmm. I love imagining like this, like the lights just coming down and just like a spotlight on Sheila just in the middle of the stage giving this monologue. Oh, yeah. And like having like horses walk around her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like or in like that sound. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. oh, like a war uh, horse. Yeah, like war horse. <laughs> we could play Ruth. <laughs> than Cheryl our Broadway debuts we're in black turtlenecks and slacks (laughs) with these puppets and we take it very seriously very seriously oh my god we do character journals about who Ruth and Cheryl are of course yeah we start a TikTok account as the horses yes Yes. oh my god how do we everything everywhere all at once into that time I know (laughs) in another life yeah um well congratulations sheila i mean Mm -hmm. i I, who knows when we'll get to talk about you again where you'll pop up next but you've never disappointed us so we um speaking of of you know things we haven't been disappointed by this is this is nothing fancy it's just a, a a quick little montage i didn't even put any music to it because it was just distracting of some quotes this year that we just needed to put somewhere that we really uh we enjoyed and i'm sure there's some i'm missing but these felt these felt important. I want to talk about my horses, Ruth and Cheryl. Run! I drove his Kia Forte through my neighbor's kitchen. I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm insane. And if I'm right, it's worse than if I'm wrong. Don't you just love it when you come back from the bathroom to find your food waiting for you? Wiggle your big toe. Look what your brother did to that dog! Should we ask her for some garlic bread? Bing, bing, bang. Ping, ping, pie. What a great way to end, yeah. uh, Lily. That's so much fun. I When you uh, wrote, like, when we were reviewing the notes for the episode, I saw the quote, Harry, but I wasn't sure who, I, I thought it was when Harry met Sally. I was like, hmm, I don't remember that, but it's the true lies, Harry. It's the Harry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I dropped something. Hold on, what's this? Oh, fuck you, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. You got me, Uh, Yeah, I just, I realized after I was like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, work it in, figure it out, you know? Make it a bit. Figure it out on the fly. Yeah, make it a bit. Um, So just, you know, really an opportunity to just recognize quotes that I didn't know where else to put. And so maybe some of them will make a future intro montage for this podcast. Yes. I mean, it's perfect fodder for that. Yep. Yeah. Ping, ping, pie, man. Ping, ping, bye, man. It's like pancake, <laughs> but no pancake. But no pancake. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, speaking of food, um, we're going to go over to our one of our favorite categories, best kitchen acting. Some really great ladies on this list this year. Uh, the first being Paula Prentice in The Stepford Wives. Oh. A messy kitchen. It's beautiful. A home away from home. Oh, my. Of course, it doesn't compare to mine. You haven't got any of those magnificent peanut butter handprints all over your cabinets yet. But then you're new here, and Stepford wasn't ruined in a day. Hello, high C. Hey, you want a ring-ding? I smuggled it over the border. What year is it? 59, a collector's item. 
be great with scotch. Yeah. Two things I always carry. Tampax and ringdings. And I don't even want to think what that means. <laughs> Hello, hi, C. Hello, hi, C. Oh, oh so good. I, I'm glad we put her in this category. Um, which very easily could have been lumped into the best friend category, but you know, she had some good kitchen moments. Yeah, and you know, she might show up in the best supporting friend category. You never know. Sometimes maybe people, she, maybe she people, will. You know, not you know, Stepford wives are known to sweep. That's you know? true. Very true. <laughs> Our next nominee is, uh, you know, she's our Tina. This is Liza Colon Zayas for The Bear. Yeah, this that's is going the on there too? Yeah, because you're going to have, like, ideally duck, and then with, like, the garden of the elements around it. It's like earth. It's like it's like fire, fire. It's I don't get how it's like, fire, fire. It's what? Like, it's in Gia. It's like spicy. It's like fire. Is that a song? I don't know. Just messing with your mind. You cranky because it's late, right? Too. It's not that late. It's, it's, it's 1.30 in the morning, my love. We're doing good on time. Are you tired? I wouldn't be mad if we wrapped it up. And with the bread flour. I'm thinking about doing like a play on like a panzanella. Yeah. Do you feel like this is like too many ingredients or? It, it, honestly, chef, it seems a little busy, ma. Not too much. Seems a little busy, be, ma. I wouldn't be mad if we wrapped it up. I know. <laughs> That's like me at every function. Right, right. Yeah, 10 minutes in. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm good. Uh, I just, I mean, you know, there's so many great moments of Tina in the kitchen, but I really enjoyed this season, Tina as Sydney's sous chef. And I thought that yeah. was a great evolving relationship. Agreed. Our next nominee, so glad we could squeeze her in here, um, is Lois Smith from Twister. God, Mac, you got a lot of beef. Where'd you get all this beef? Did you see my cows out front? No. Oh? Oh. <laughs> oh. Cool. <laughs> you slaughter your own cows, Mac. Nice. <laughs> Did you see my cows out front? That's a good oh, quote. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, so great. Yeah, that ta- I mean, I'll say that that table, I get a lot of anxiety watching that scene. There's something about it that like, heads up, heads up, come on, hey, watch out, get somewhere you can. It like it's like the bear for me. <laughs> it is. It feels like a short order cook uh, and it feels like the table's gonna collapse at every second. You know, mm-hmm. card tables are put out or someone's gonna trip on something and um but I do love it. I love the chaotic the the chaotic nature of that scene. And like the food looks great. That steak looks amazing. Yeah, just Helen Hunt is just such a jerk. I know. I don't she's know, up like, in the shower. Ugh. Up in the shower. She's like, watch out. Come on. Hey, you know, watch out. Get somewhere you can. It's like, leave Melissa alone. Yeah. This is not Justice her fault. Justice for Jamie. Yeah. Justice for Jamie and keep an ear out for her this episode. That's right. Uh, one of my favorite scenes from When Harry Met Sally. This is uh, Meg Ryan from When Harry Met Sally. What do you want from I me? don't want anything from you. Fine, fine, but let's just get one thing straight. I did not go over there that night to make love to you. That is not why I went there. But you looked up at me with his big, weepy eyes. Don't go home tonight, Harry. Hold me a little longer, Harry. What was I supposed to do? What are you saying? You took pity on me? No, I was... Fuck you! <laughs> I'll never forget how loud Keon gasped when she slapped him. <laughs> when I when we saw, we watched it like a month ago, oh, it's so good, and it takes place in a kitchen, so it it counts as they say. Yeah, it might not mm-hmm. be the traditional kitchen scene that we thought of, but I like this, you know, departure from that regular format. The, the Westons are about breaking all the rules. That's you right. know, you you break some hearts, you break some rules, 
You honor some queens. You break some plates. <laughs> you break some plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next nominee is Jenna Rollins from Hysterical Blindness. What? Do you want me to help you? Oh, no. Honey, I just... I just have to start making this list, you know. You honey, I'm I just love that. I gotta make just gotta make this list. Oh, I mean, you know, listen. I'm gonna look for any opportunity to pull good old hysterical blindness into a web. <laughs> Absolutely, HB. Yeah. Why not? Um, and I think the you know the world needs more Jenna Rollins. I think that like that's my 2024 goal. Really, I think for maybe myself and the pod is to to watch more stuff with her. I feel like it's just such a hole in my actress actress cataloging. Yeah. Oh, and, and we'll have to find a way to get more get more of her onto this podcast. So, you know, watch the space, folks. There we go. And last, but certainly not least, is Jamie Lee Curtis in her career best performance, really, on TV, that is, uh, in The Bear. I had to include it. It was a late stage yes. edition. I thought, come As on you now. should. What are we doing? I got you. I'm already stressed listening to that. Yeah. And there's so many moments. And, you know, the moment between her and Carmi when she's got that mascara on her eye, it's more visual. And so I thought, let me go for this because, you know, it's also a chance to recognize poor sugar and just, you know, the, the, ugh, the, 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 Poor best supporting sister sugar, but yeah, uh, and yeah. and the fact that I mean this could go into going to a twenty seven. This there's so the, Jamie Lee Curtis is you know she is all of us and she's doing everything. That's right, she definitely is. Well, those are our you know uh, our our kitchen heroes. Those are our top chefs. Uh, congratulations, uh, all ladies this year. But may mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, maybe next year, maybe some men in the kitchen. Yeah, who knows. Um, who knows? Maybe the bear season three. Maybe we'll get some Richie moments. Maybe we'll talk yeah. about Richie. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the next category is one that I I love. It's really, it's almost, you know, in some ways, the shorthand would be the Darcy Carden Award for, you know, feature down, you know, standout ensemble performance. Because I think the real uh, perfect example of this would be Darcy Carden and other people. Yes. And these are, you know, smaller performances that might be a few lines, a few minutes, not a huge role in the movie, but one that we absolutely recognize and are grateful for. And so uh, here we go. We're going to be splitting this one up because mm-hmm. there's just a lot to love this year. Uh, first off, I spliced two clips together from around the same scene, you know, because I wanted to capture all this. But it's Judith Ivy in Women Talking. Make a list, August. <laughs> a list of what? Of good things. Of plans, of memories. Whatever you feel goes into a good list. 
what we, the women, will want there. Please write it down. <laughs> August, thank you for all you've done. We are all so proud of you. I will not be buried in this colony. <laughs> Get me into a buggy now and let me die on the trail. <laughs> what a queen. What yeah. a movie. What a queen. It's so good. Oh, and there were just so many moments that I just, I was like, oh, God bless her. So Judith Ivy. Uh, next up, uh, one ensemble that we talked about around Christmas time last year, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We both really took to Diane Ladd playing uh, uh, Clark's mother. You see this mole? Yeah. This mole on my neck? You uh -huh. think it's changing color? No. Well, you keep it touching isn't. it, it's getting redder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With those big, goofy glasses. The best part big, of it. Big owl glasses. Oh, I love yes. her in that. She's such a lovely energy. Next up, Jan Hooks in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. This is one of my personal favorite parts of the tour. Please say hello to our residents, Pedro and his wife, Inez. Inez is holding a clay pot that she seems very proud of. She has carefully detailed it with lots of paint and glaze. And Pedro is working on an adobe. Can you say that with me? Adobe. Adobe. <laughs> We are now in the kitchen of the Alamo women. Here they are preparing many culinary delights of the Southwest. Do I hear someone's stomach growling? <laughs> the mainstay of the Alamo diet is corn. Corn can be prepared in many ways. It can be boiled, shucked, creamed, or in this case, dried. Corn can also be used to make tortillas. Do we have any Mexican-Americans with us today? And I love, love that she like imp improvised all of that, you know? she's It's crazy, but she's yeah. a genius. She's truly got the meat, Jack. I, a late addition, as I was kind of going through, I stumbled across this, and I thought, oh, the impact. I love this. Yep. So it just felt very appropriate to include, I'm going to probably mispronounce her last name, but Tali Medal or Medell, who plays Becky in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And, you know, there's this one moment in particular that it just makes my eyes explode every time I see it. Mm -hmm. What did he say? <laughs> Oh, so good. It's so oh, beautiful. Becky, she's so great. It also reminds me of that vine. What did he say? Do you know that one? No, okay. I don't know that one. It's a good one. Because there are, I mean, we've talked about vines in the past where like, there are some that you've shown me that I've never seen. And this mm. is one that I have always laughed at. I'll send it to you. <laughs> to later, not to take away from Tally's uh, moment here, but it, it is such a beautiful moment too at the end of that movie. Oh yeah, it just I I remember that just like getting me, and I was like, oh, I love it. I love that she looks at somebody else off screen, off cameras. I, yeah. I just, oh. I, and if and it and it, for any fans of The Office, and you probably see this, is very reminiscent of the end of season three when Pam's doing the interview mm -hmm. in the conference room, and then Jim comes in and asks her out on a date, and then she's like. I'm sorry, what was the question? It's very, very similar to that. 
Yes, 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 yes. Well, I'm going to take the the next batch of ladies for this category. The first one, a Karen that we all love. This is Helen Kim in Kill Bill Volume 2. You pretty good with that shotgun? Not that I have to be at this range, but I'm a fucking surgeon with this shotgun. Well, guess what, bitch? I'm better than Annie Oakley, and I got you right in my sight. I could blow your fucking head off. Not before I put one right between your eyes. So let's talk. A great scene. I love that scene so much. Uh, I just, I mean, and, you know, not to take away from Helen, but, you know, the way Uma says, well, guess what, bitch? I just, yeah. I just love that. Um, and, you know, this doesn't capture Helen's best line at the end when she's about to leave and says, congratulations, and then yeah. runs away. Through the hole in when, the door. Yeah, that's when we really fell in love with her. Yes. Um, the next nominee is actually someone from a musical. This is when we did our Rent episode. This is the Seasons of Love solo. Season of, wait, seasons? Yes, plural. Seasons of Love. Wow. Uh, soloist, and this is her name is Gwen Stewart. And I included both her and the male soloist. I figured, you know, oh, they perfect. could share this just because yes. I realized, like, oh, they're both kind of. So here we go. And that is Michael McElroy as Tom Collins. I mean, I think if anyone sees Rent, even if you hate it, it's really hard to to hate Seasons of Love. I feel like that was such a standout song from the movie or from the show and I guess the movie eventually, too. But it's beautiful. And listen, I tried to hate it and then we did it. And I was yeah. like, I kind of loved it. So, yeah. Uh, and that clip was from the end. I think when they brought out, like, there was, like, a whole bunch of people on stage. So I'm hoping those are the same people you said. Ooh, but... it, I think it sounded like him. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it would be What's-His-Face who's in the original cast. But we're going to go with that. Yeah. And if not, he was probably on that stage. So in some way, you know, we're all the soloists in Seasons of Love, <laughs> you know? Right. Yes. The soloists from the Seasons of Love was the the love we found along the way, you know? Yeah. Poetry there. <laughs> um, our next nominee, um, one of my favorite, like really one of the true highlights of episode six of season two of The Bear uh, is Sarah Paulson from The Bear season two. Yeah. Is New York City the best? Oh, it's the best. You know, it's just like you're alive and then you come here and you're dead. You know. It's... Oh. Do you think Donna's going to do something crazy? <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She really is great. Being so messy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Uh, exactly what I would be like in the bathroom, too. Like, I can't wait to see what she's going to do. 
Yeah. And then this, that the fact that they're in the, this was what really stood to me. They're in the living room that like, which says so much that like, you're just smoking pot in the living room. They like, are. I thought they were in the bathroom. No, they're in the front living room. And so it's like, it's one thing to be like people who smoke in the house, but to like smoke pot in the house. I mean, at a family event, if it's just like friends, whatever, you know, whatever, like get the cat high. But like, with Donna in the kitchen, it just seems to me that if she smelled pot, she would snap. And so it's interesting that she like clearly doesn't mind. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, and last but not least, we have our Tyne Daily as the Justice of the Peace in the Looking movie. Can I ask you something? Of course. How long have you been doing this? A uh, very long time. Some people would say too long. <laughs> And uh, are you able to tell if it's going to work or not? Uh, sometimes uh, maybe I can tell who wants it more than the other one. Yeah. Or, you know, who's gotten real and whose head is still in the clouds, who's willing or unwilling to um, adapt. And do you really think that people can change for each other? I prefer adapt to change. So it's a little more realistic. Plus, I read somewhere that every part of us has something to do with the part that came before. Every new part is. Does that sound corny? It's, well, works for me. <laughs> Maybe that's why we keep making the same mistakes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> How long have you been married? Oh, I, uh, between you and me, not married. But your ring? It's a prop. Nobody wants a fat trainer at the gym. You know what I mean? I love that scene. I you too. I love her. I love that big laugh. I I love Tyne Daly so much. Ugh, yeah. I just love her. She's so natural, and it just feels like such an... I don't know. This, like, even though they're strangers, like, in that scene, you know, she's just so comfortable and easy to talk to, and I, I love it. Yeah, I love people like that who are like, I'm just just like a, that assumed familiarity. It's yeah, you know, there's probably I mean, you, there's probably like a lot of people who will use that to kind of, you know, fool you into falling for them. But I feel like you, Tyne Daly is she's the real deal. She's not gonna. She's not like a secret narcissist. Tyne's good. She's good. That's people. right. She's a good. Uh, <laughs> I don't care what I read on page six. She's good. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let her shine her light. <laughs> That's right. Let her fucking uh, shine her light. <laughs> well, you know, as I'm starting to get riled up here, it's perfect transition for us to move on to our next category. The best going to a 27 per moment that we've talked about in the past year. And between the horror movies we talked about and action movie month, you know, the chock-a-block with, with people going to a 27. Um, so let's get into it. Let's start with Angela Bassett in Wakanda Forever. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Allow me to make this right. Make it right. I do not know if my daughter is alive or dead. Perhaps we are being too hasty. Mm. She raised a spear against her own husband for Wakanda. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine. It's with the ancestors. I am queen. 
of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? That's given everything. She did the thing. It just makes me so sad about, you know, the Oscar kerfuffle that that was. But also, you know, from that, we got Jamie Lee. And she's getting, you know, Angela Bassett is getting an honorary Oscar. And I just wish they would film that. I want mm. to see that on TV. I want to see that moment. Like, give her that moment. It's granted, it's probably going to be a great, like, private event with, like, you know, star studded presenters and just. I love that. I want to see that. Yeah, I do too. I feel like it's it's much deserved and and you know, it's like of course we love that Jamie Lee won the Oscar and it's all, you know, it's all just a campaign and a pageant, but it's almost like performance-wise Angela probably deserved it, but like campaign-wise I think Jamie Lee had a better campaign. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she had the movie. And even though Wakanda Forever was wildly successful, I think you know, going into that night, it was about everything everywhere all at once. That was yeah. just the front runner. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of of running in front of things, our next performance is Sandra Bullock in Speed. When Sandy Bullock hit the baby carriage full of cans. It's such like a Christopher Walken line, like, cans, cans, the yeah. full of cans. <laughs> <laughs> Foo Fighters. <laughs> oh, my God. Christopher Walken in Speed. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's a great SNL sketch. Yeah, I do love that. The cans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, our next, uh, our next, no our next uh, inductee is a classic. Uh, this is just going to be, you know, this whole category. All these clips are just a cacophony of sound. But if you've seen these movies, you know where these are happening. But this is, there's so many moments. But in particular, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, here is Marilyn Burns. <laughs> Just, I mean, you know, that's when I knew culture was for me. Was like, yeah, that's what I knew. Actressing was for me. It was like, what did you just do? Ugh. Yeah, the giggling, the screaming. There's so much. I love listening to these clips and not really seeing, you know, the visual components kind of gone too. So it really like forces you to just soak it in. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and this next clip, I mean, it's it. This is really just. It just sounds like crashing dishes. But it, I couldn't not include it. It's such a great moment. It's one we both love. It's one I've loved ever since I was a kid. It's Laura Dern getting attacked in the power station by the raptor in Jurassic Park. Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. <laughs> Yeah. 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 
gosh. At the end, it sounds like uh, R2-D2 when he short circuits. I don't know why that came into my head, but uh, so good. Her climbing that like gate. Yes, uh, that detail is so cool that she just instinctively climbs the gate. It's just, uh, I mean, I watched this scene when I was pulling this clip all the way to the end, of course, to her running out and slamming the gate and crying. I watched this like 10 times. I couldn't get enough of it. It's so good. She's so good. So good. Oh. Uh, every, you know, what was that movie she won the Oscar for? A Marriage Story. Marriage All's story. Forgiven. All's Forgiven, Laura. Yeah. Uh, up next is Angelica Houston in The Witches. She's white! Search out this small lump of sun! Find it! It must be exterminated immediately! The icon, the one and only. The icon. You know, it's crazy that, like, you know, we see her in that full prosthetic when she takes off their face and she's, like, you know, the ugly witch. And I think she's scarier when she's this, you know, just mean old, mean, not even old lady, like, mean, beautiful woman who's like, oh, I smell poop. Yes. I get it. The children. Well, our final uh, inductee for this category is Liesl Matthews for a little princess who just loses her shit at the end of this movie. I'm sorry. Oh, it's me, it's Sarah. Sarah, do you know me? Oh, God, Papa, don't you remember me? Papa, please, you've got to know me. It's Sarah, remember? Remember India and Maya? Remember the Ramayana and Emily and the locker with Mama's picture in it? No. Oh, God, Papa, please. Sarah. Papa, please. You know this man? Papa, tell them. She really lets it go. It's awesome. Yeah, right. I feel like as we li- as we've listened to all these other clips and Marilyn Burns and Angela Batson, it's like. You know, Liesl Matthews, she is not the Jocelyn Fox of this category. Like, she, <laughs> yeah, she's she up there. Be- yeah, she's got a whole rack of shit. So, like, God bless her. Um, oh. Well, congratulations to those, uh, you know, the 27s, as we'll call them. I wish that we should do 27 next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We'd I be here love for that. three hours. Yeah. Uh, but now we have, oh, I'm so excited for this category. We have uh, three kind of categories to kind of break it down. But, you know, I'll introduce this one first. This is, uh, we're officially crowning our male queens. And a queen, I don't know if I have a, a proper definition, Colin. I might toss this one over to you a queen is a man that we just you know anthony hopkins in the father was really yeah it was just a male performance that we fell in love with as if it was a woman in that we were like oh oh i just loved him and we just fall in love with them and we don't we may not necessarily want to sleep with them there's a space for that but the you know the queens of the past you know stanley tucci is one of our early queens anthony hopkins just men who who jumped out to us and just felt it's almost like this is truly inspired by Lady Watch and the Robert Osborne Award. Absolutely. So our first queen is a big one. I mean, someone that we've been chatting about, uh, I think here and there uh, throughout our years in the podcast, but it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
And I think really if I'm to think about like the movies that we've done this year, I know we did Boogie Nights. He was great in that. Um, he was also in Twister with that just like hoodie hanging off his head, which I think is a great Halloween costume, by the way. Mm. An easy one mm -hmm. and a comfy one. Um, mm. Did we do anything else with him this year? Am I blanking or is that it so far? I feel like there may. Oh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was wonderful in that. He was. He's really good. Yeah, Philip um, is, um, he's a quintessential queen, in my opinion. Yeah, and who knows? Is is he in The Savages? He is in The Savages. I mean, another, like, a cold buffalo winter movie that I we, I need to start yep. making a list. We have The Holiday, we have The Savages. I think mm -hmm. this is going to be a great December, folks. Our <laughs> seasonal affective disorder month. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Yes. I think that is when we would do the movie Diane, because that movie is depressing as fuck. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> but yes, congratulations to Philip. Our next queen on the list is Ki Hui Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I mean, really, truly, I I'll never forget that line of him saying like you have to be kind and him just like crying at the end. I mean, that's where he won it for me. I just think he is such a queen. And what a year. Yes, what a comeback. And and really, I you know, it, it was so easy to cheer for him for Best Supporting Actor. And, you know, I Wayman is a uh, a gem, just a gem and a goose, a gem yeah, and a goose. Truly. The list keeps getting better and better, folks. Next on the list, he likes Shumpulp, is James Gandolfini. I know we did enough said with him and we had a little bit of a... Uh, a little dipping of our toes into the Sopranos territory as well, but he truly just really fits the bill in so many ways. Yeah, we just fell in love with him. We really did. Yeah. I think that he's another one I'd like to find another opportunity to talk about in, in 2024. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, crowning our male queens is, we mentioned him earlier, Walter Matthau. For so many Ugh. reasons, but mainly grumpier old men. I just, I couldn't believe how funny he was in that movie. And I just, I just love him. Yeah. You know, he first appeared for us on this podcast when we did Cactus Flower. And that was a real, you know, it was a time for us. You know, that was a, that was a sleepless in Seattle kind of period. And boy, did he rebound with grumpier old men. It's like when a queen really bombs in her original season of Drag Race and then kills an all-star. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a great comparison. Huh. Well, so congratulations to those queens. Uh, I can't wait for to discover more in this upcoming year. Um, our next category, I think we've mentioned it a couple times, but a new sort of categor uh, categorization of it's not quite a queen, but maybe like a younger, um, maybe help me out with this one, Colin. I'm, I'm losing the, the definition for this one as well. Yeah, so these are our queens in waiting. If we're also cribbing a yeah. bit from Lady Watch where they had ladies in waiting, these are our queens in waiting. These are our young young men that we, we, we're sweet on, we're proud of. They've, you know, we may not necessarily want, again, want to sleep with them. Not that we wouldn't. We certainly would. Yes. But it's really about they're on the track to queendom. Absolutely. And our first uh, inductee is really just, I think, the uh, the quintessential version of this. It's Cooper Rafe. And, you know, I, you discovered him first, really, because you saw Cha-Cha real smooth before I did. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and just swooned for him. Yeah. What a guy. And really just like an unassuming sort of sexiness about him, too. It's like almost like hot nerd energy, but... Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, something to that nature. But really, our next inductee, I mean, he's really just like a stud in so many ways, too. But I, he is a prince at the end of the day. And this is James Marsden. We love James. He re- It's almost like the James Marsden Award for being a, a queen-in-waiting. He really exemplifies this. And we love James. Anytime we can see and talk about James. Yeah, I mean, we we covered, I don't know if we really covered, but we certainly discussed Dead to Me. And really, he's one of those actors that is always, always, always doing great work. Um, and it doesn't really, I don't want to say get the recognition he deserves. I know he got an Emmy nomination for that, uh, that like courtroom comedy thing. What was it called? Oh, Jury Duty. Jury Duty, yes. So here's to you, James. So only two princes this year, but I feel... You know, princes, queen, and queens in waiting. I feel like it's really gonna. Uh, now that we're looking out for them, we'll have some more next year. Yeah, and we're very selective. You know that we it it's it's tough to make these lists. We really that's right. You know, you're with the likes of John Goodman. You're with the likes of Tracy Letts as when you're a yeah. queen. And so to be a queen in waiting, you know, that means we're really earmarking us. So like this is a you know this is a high honor. It's an honor. Uh, almost as high an honor as being a king. And mm. kings are men that we just drool over, that we, <clears throat> we've we just fallen in love with over the past year. And uh, we they may not be the best actor, they but they are certainly, sometimes they are, but they are certainly yeah. the hottest of the bunch. And <laughs> yes. so the, uh, these are the beefcakes of the Best Sporting Podcast this year, including Aaron Eckhart from Aaron Brockovich. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves uh, for uh, speed and and that walk-esque line delivery. Yes, truly one of the hottest of the year. I think if if there was a top of the pops, it'd have to be Steve Gutenberg. And those shoulders, Ugh. yeah. And we got double dose of him. We got him in Three Men and a Little Lady, and it takes two. And I'll take more, frankly. <laughs> so blessed. Yeah, and you know what? While we're at it, Tom Selleck for Three Men and a Little Lady, gorgeous. That's right. Oh, so good. We also really got an we got an earful of Bruce Willis and look who's talking, but we got an eye full of Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yes, I'm still thinking about him. Jesus. Yeah, and and get on that color in night. All right. Oh, uh, that's right. I didn't do it yet. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of an eye full, we got uh, you know someone who we've we've swooned over before, but Dermot Mulroney in the wedding date mm. saw his buns. Uh, here is you know. Sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants. And I think yes. you in particular were very sweet on David Carradine. I really and was. Bill. Yeah. And everyone should look up pictures of young David Carradine as well, too, while we're at it. But yeah, I, it's the voice, the voice. Yeah, it really, I mean, it's, it, it does something. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here he is, you know, uh, just a stinky girl in a stinky world in a little white sweater. It's Billy Crystal in When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> The sweater. I'm obsessed with that that TikTok that I sent you of that girl singing to her dog yes. in the white sweater. Oh, yes. I can't, can't stop thinking about it. Uh, and then, you know, talked about this a lot on the Best Supporting After Show and uh, can't stop talking about Josh Zagara in the other two. And Lance. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's just so hot. And specifically in Look Who's Talking, our final king this year is John Travolta. What an effing babe in Look Who's yeah, Talking. Absolutely. When he sings that song, that could have been a musical performance at Town oh. Without Pity. We forgot about that one, but oh. that's okay. It's Gotta right. break some hearts at the Westins. We do. We yeah. had that category was packed, I feel so. Yeah. 
Uh, and thank God, that's great. We should have more musical performances to talk about. That's so, right. uh, so congrats, gentlemen. Uh, you all, you're all beautiful. You're all beautiful. <laughs> Truly. Well, speaking of beautiful, that brings us to our next special award of the episode. This is a very special award, and I don't know how many times or how many years we'll be able to give this away. And so we have to give the opportunity or take the opportunity when we get it. And that is the 20th Century Women Award for being the movie 20th Century Women. If you know, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, here's just a little audio reminder of the movie that went on for an hour and 56 minutes starring Annette Benning and Greta Gerwig and Elle Fanning and Annette Benning's hair and that car and that dress and Billy Crudup. Uh, here is just a little reminder of 20th century women. I think maybe you guys can help me with Jamie. How do you be a good man? What does that even mean nowadays? Don't you need a man to raise a man? No, I don't think so. I think you're what's going to work for him. Well, it seems so real. You just feel guilty because it's just me and you. You don't know what I'm feeling. Men always feel like they have to fix things for women or they're not doing anything. Just be there. Somehow that's hard for all of you. Well, I'm not all men. OK, I'm just me. Well, yes and no. I see the shapes. Having a kid seems like the hardest thing. How much you love the kid, you're just pretty much screwed. You get to see him out in the world as a person. I never will. What about you? It's always about the mother. Okay, Jesus. Uh, yeah. There it is. I think my favorite line is, okay, Jesus. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, boy, that movie really, we did that movie and we covered it and I'll never be able to put my finger on how I feel about it, but I can't stop thinking about it. That's right. Hence this award. Yeah. Hence this yeah. award. I Boy, boy, do I hate this movie and I love it and I can't stop <laughs> thinking about it. And so we made an award just to say, congratulations, 20th century women. Um, for being that here's movie. to here's to another hundred years that's right that's right <laughs> which is about how long that movie felt <laughs> yeah in ways in ways <sighs> anyway well our next category in in many ways too this is almost like uh you know it's the year of men here at the best supporting podcast and it, it feels like this could also be disguised as the best supporting actor award in in certain lights but this is the best supporting men of of the past year and our first we already mentioned him before he's definitely a queen kihi kwan for everything everywhere all at once i know you're all fighting because you're scared <sighs> and confused i'm confused too all day i don't know what the heck is going on but somehow, this feels like it's all my fault. That was the scene. Uh, uh, Great choice. Wayman. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's incredible in that movie. He's just, it, I mean, Wanna yeah. Scoop him up. I just want to scoop him up. I love his, I love his outfit. I love he and Evelyn. What 
I hope there were people who did Halloween costumes of them. What great costumes. Oh, yeah. That would be so good. And same with Deirdre Bobirdra, really. I of mean, course. Jamie Lee, I, f- I think I saw a few people like on Instagram or TikTok that did her. So that glad to see it. Yeah. And and who and whichever version of Stephanie's shoe. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. So many right? options. Yeah. You could you, all yes. of your friends. You could all just go as different versions of that character. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, our next inductee, they're called Boobs Ed, is Albert Finney from Aaron Brockovich. PG&E is a $28 billion corporation. $28 billion? I didn't know it was that much. Wow! $28 billion. Holy cow. <laughs> That's such a great clip. <laughs> I love uh, that. I love that. Uh, one of my favorite best supporting male performances. I love him in that movie. Yeah, walking away is the best part too. It kind of yeah. gets a little softer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, this next inductee very easily could have been a king, but we decided to give him a higher honor this year. This is Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yeah, don't you see the danger, uh, John, inherent? Uh, and what you're doing here, genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. It's hardly appropriate to start hurling generalizations. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses, uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. He tried to warn them. Yeah. He, what a great character. Watching that again when I was pulling the clip, I was like, A so hot yeah but like b just like a great like so well written such an interesting character and like someone who i would expect to be like almost annoyed by but i love ian malcolm i love him yeah he's such a key ingredient and it feels like you wouldn't miss him if he's not there but he does add so much to this yeah i'm so glad he survives same 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 well, our next inductee, I'd pick out all the tomatoes and the guacamole for him. This is James Gandolfini in Enough Said. <laughs> okay, listen to this. I like guacamole, <laughs> but I don't like the onions oh, it's that the are in onions. guacamole, so I take a chip, and I swirl it around, and I separate the onions from the guacamole so I can eat the guacamole. Now, that drove her bananas. I think that sounds pretty harmless. No, that's what I thought, but by the end of our marriage, it made her gag. Boy, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah, like, as soon as i call. said it i was like as soon as you played the clip i was like wait is it onions and then he said it so there yeah. it is fact checking uh, in real time love it uh he he's just he's such a he's he is so incredibly charming in that movie that yogurt scene when he's just like come on you're not buying a house you just let's just uh you know come on he oh i i just fell in love with him in that movie yeah he's so hot Ah, uh, well, next, I mean, really, the true BSA, the best supporting actor of this film. This is Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. 
I've been saying that shit for years. And if you heard it, that meant your ass. I never gave much thought to what it meant. I just thought it was some cold-blooded shit to say to a motherfucker before I popped a cap in his ass. I saw some shit this morning made me think twice. See, now I'm thinking, maybe it means you're the evil man and I'm the righteous man. And Mr. Nine Millimeter here, he's the shepherd protecting my righteous ass in the valley of darkness. Or it could mean you're the righteous man and I'm the shepherd. And it's the world that's evil and selfish. Now, I'd like that. But that shit ain't the truth. The truth is, you're the weak. And I'm the tyranny of evil men. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. One of the greats. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, he has so many like iconic lines in that movie, but I, that's where he really won it for me. I just, that, that turn in his character, I thought was so interesting. And again, an Oscar winning script, really, I think that little speech, and it's just part of a longer speech is just such good writing. Yeah. It's great. And our last inductee in this category is Murray Bartlett for the looking movie. What just happened? You? Why? I don't know. I just I felt like it. <laughs> Wanted to see if you were right. Okay. <laughs> and you look a little sad. <laughs> How did it feel? A little bit weird, if I'm honest. Yeah. Like kissing your brother? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I can't believe we did that. Uh, oh my God. <gasps> I think maybe I'm a little stoned. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. Uh, we should sleep. I'm sorry I made you make out with me. Well, you did say you wanted me to have some fun. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Go again. <laughs> <laughs> that what a go babe. again. That go again. Just like a swoon. He's such yeah. a beauty. Uh, and really a great, because um, is he from Australia? Is that where he's originally from? Like, he does a really so, good American yeah. accent. I, I don't really clock it that much in looking a lot, so which I feel is impressive. Yeah, and and he can sound however he wants, honestly. I just, oh, he could have been a king, you know, but. Very easily, yep. Yeah. Well, congrats, men. Congrats, gentlemen. We'll see how, you know, uh, the rougher sex fares in 2024. Uh, That's right. Well, that brings us to another new category this year at the Westons that I, I don't think either of us saw coming and was really just a result of a handful of performances that had something uh, very important in common, and that's that they were all saints. These were best supporting saints that we talked about this year. I love this category because it's, you know, when we did our production meeting, I had a handful of women that I didn't know where to put. And miraculously, this is the category that they fit into. So, so excited for this. Oh, it, this this one does feel very close to my heart. So, yes. I, and this first performance is one that you, I think, really brought to the table. And boy, did I, boy, did I come to that table. 
Uh, yeah. This is the, the Jamie, breakfast table. <laughs> the breakfast table. The table with the steak and the eggs and the mashed potatoes yeah. and and uh, uh, Meg's famous <laughs> gravy. Um, <laughs> this is Jamie Gertz in Twister. Hey, it's Meg. I gotta go. I'm going back. Good, good. You'll be safe at the motel. I'll see you in the morning. I won't be there. What? What are you saying? I'm saying goodbye. No. You know what? I I can't compete with this. I wouldn't even know where to start. Wait, don't do this now, please. Sooner or later, please. We, ended. we both know that. <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I'm not that upset. What does that mean? We can do it! Come on, let's move! I never meant for any of this to happen. Oh, Billy, I know. It's okay. Stop, Bill! Come on! You go ahead. She needs you. I hope that Aunt Meg's okay. What about you? Oh. Don't worry about me. I know my way home. It's a longer clip, but I couldn't cut any of it from yeah. I won't be there to oh, I yes. know my way home. <laughs> it's so good. I won't be there. I won't be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Razzie nominee, stinker winner, and now Weston winner, yeah. Jamie that. Gertz. Yeah. Yeah, she's fabulous, and Again, it's like, yeah, she's, we're always on her side forever. Team Melissa. Yeah. Uh, next up, Joan Plowright in Dennis the Menace. How about if I recite my favorite poem when I was your age? Is it about flowers and lambs? No. Okay. Winking, blinking, and nod one night. Sailed off in a wooden shoe. Sailed on a river of crystal light into a sea of dew. Where are you going and what do you wish? The old moon asked the three. We have come to fish for the herring fish that live in this beautiful sea. Nets of silver and gold have we, said Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. Winkin and Blinkin are two little eyes. And Nod is a little head. And the wooden shoe that sailed the skies is a wee one's trundle bed. Now shut your eyes while Mother sings of wonderful sights that be. And you shall see the beautiful things as you rock in the misty sea where the old shoe rocked the fisherman. I feel like I should listen to that every night before I go to bed because <laughs> it's right? so relaxing. Yeah. Again, it was like a longer clip, but I was like, I, yeah, we, I couldn't cut any of Joan, Dame Joan. Oh, speaking of which, that's something that we should be 
scheduling into our 2024 uh, calendar is Tea with the Dames. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, our next uh, Best Supporting Saint is, uh, I think, one of my favorite of the year. One of my favorite uh, discoveries. Uh, Fiona Shaw in Three Men and a Little Lady. Mr. Mitchell, what are you doing in my closet? Sometimes a man has to be alone. And sometimes he needs companionship. <sighs> oh, no, wait, look, I'm sorry. Look, I, I gotta be totally honest with you. Let's just lay it out right on the table, okay? Oh, I'm glad. Your infatuation has at last found a voice. Yes? We have no more excuses now. We are creatures of the night. Oh, wait, we are children of no, La Luna. Wait, wait, no, this, this isn't right. We're breaking all the rules of propriety. Oh, rules, rules, rules are made to be broken. Oh, kiss me. Wait, what about the girls? They can't have you. I never met your family. I'd never ask your father's permission. My father's a dothering old fool. Well, then there's something I have to tell you. I'm impotent. I find that so charming in a man. <laughs> this was for children. I love it. I just, uh, well, she is just uh, incredible in that movie. Man. Oh. She is. And like, I, I think one of the things we really loved about her was that she was okay with how things ended up. She's, you know, she mm -hmm. kind of was just like, okay, I'm going to, and then she got to take that wild ride <laughs> through the right. countryside. And it, I couldn't believe, I was like, I can't believe she gets to be a part of this. She gets to be in the, in the sidecar with the goggles on. Oh, I, what a, what a gift. That was a real joy. So, mm -hmm. uh, next up, uh, Sophia Loren as poor Spaghetti Rigetti's cousin, Maria Rigetti in Grumpier Old Men. You're going to scare all the fish away. <laughs> this is the land of 10,000 lakes. Go find another one. No, you're wasting your time, Miss Rigetti. I'm telling you. No, people are not going to come down here for our Italian when we got a Chuck E. Cheese right in town. Listen, I don't know this cheese person. But Raggedis will be a romantic lakefront restaurant. It will be special, classy, somewhere you would never go. Oh, you can say that again. Via, via, there's so much to do before the opening of my restaurant. Bait shop. Ristorante. Bait the shop. Ristorante. Mm. <laughs> via, via. She's, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, what <laughs> so hot, so cool. And. Yeah, I mean, I always think of her during the bloopers. What did she say? Like, he's an animal. He's an animal, yeah. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. God. You know, that's another thing. Maybe in 2024, a, a little more Sophia Loren, I think, would be good for us. Yeah, would love that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, put, the, put that in your little dream journal. Mm-hmm. And our final saint of the year is poor Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, as the long-suffering, what's her name, Griswold, um, yeah. Ellen, Clark, Ellen, poor yeah. Ellen, is poor Ellen Griswold in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Did I tell you I talked to my mother today? And they've decided they're coming for Christmas too. You know, it's not too late to change our plans. No, 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 no. That's great. Say, it's I think you're forgetting how difficult it's going to be having everybody in the house at the same time. Honey, they're family. They're not strangers off the street. All they do is argue. 
Christmas is about resolving differences and seeing through the petty problems of family life. Yeah. And it's about my mother accusing your mother of buying cheap hot dogs, and your mother accusing my mother of waxing her upper lip, and then they don't speak to Your mother to waxes other. her upper lip? She has for years. <laughs> That's a great ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and those are the saints. Those were our poor saints, and we canonized them all uh, in the name of Celia Weston. A great new addition, a great new category, and some great gals. Yeah. Yeah, congrats. So uh, before we cut, we get to our, our final few categories of the evening and we crown our BSA of the year, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to repurpose a montage I made of the Real Housewives of New York that I played in the Westons last year because I am like one of those celebrities who's not ashamed of wearing a dress more than once. And so <laughs> uh, here's a little trip down memory lane with the ladies of Roni and then we will be back for the final the final hour of the third annual westons john john kennedy i got you baby madonna oh my gosh you look like you're dead wake up get up that's bad that's bad hi surprise you gotta be kidding how could you do this to me of course you got chicken in your purse there's a vibrator in the chicken no no but you're a horror chef. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. She's starting. Yeah, yeah I'm horror drinking, Luann. Put the dog down. Put the dog down. Sonny, oh my put God, the, put dog the dog down. I don't care if you are the biggest <laughs> heroin order, or heroin addict, prostitute on the street. I would never shame you. I would invite you to my house and say, what the is going on? I'm literally miserable. Don't curse. I want that you don't touch those ladders. You're missing her pain. You're not getting it. It's so sad. Oh, I thought that was funny. I didn't. Sweetheart, I love you. Can you go get a Pinot Grigio? She needs a glass. Please go. Who are you to get me wet? Who are you to get me wet? Who are you to get me wet? Did I ask you to get me wet? No. What about when you attack Gwyneth, my friend Gwyneth? Who's Gwyneth? Paltrow? Just a ravioli at her, and I don't care. Is this yours? I just peed on it. That's mine. Let me finish and then I'll close my no, eyes. Close your eyes first. I'll and make talk. you a deal. Let, okay, all right. Close, I'll close my eyes and talk. Okay? Clip! Keep it together, Aviva. Clip! I need a telephone. I want to call Bob. I can have a heart attack. You guys are crazy. I'm out of here. All right, folks. Home stretch. We are on to. One of my favorite categories, to be honest, I feel like this is just one of the, the cornerstone categories of the Westons, and this is Best Supporting Friend. Uh, we're going to kick it off with a heavy hitter. This is Juliette Lewis from Hysterical Blindness. Think he's cute, but... Yeah, a little. Ah, so that's your type. Maybe, maybe not. Well, what is your type, then? Describe him. Okay. I like a guy who's built... I'm really sure of himself. I wish I knew someone like that. I'd pick you guys up. Oh, you would. <laughs> She's so perfect as Beth. It's just like the role that Juliette Lewis was born to play was just Beth. I know. I just feel like the lines between real life and the character of Beth are just so blurred that it, it feels written for her in a way. Yeah. I think the only other juliette lewis performance i love more is juliette lewis in the car is saying can't you save us britney spears like oh my god yes i think that's my favorite juliette lewis <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yes. Well, uh, she's never going to leave him. Our next uh, inductee is Carrie Fisher from When Harry Met Sally. Really, Marie? Well, how else do you think you do it? I've got the perfect guy. I don't happen to find him attractive, but you might. She doesn't have a problem with chins. Marie, I'm not ready yet. Well, you just said you were over him. I am over him, but I'm in a mourning period. Who is it? Alex Anderson. Oh! You fixed me up with him six years ago. <laughs> Sorry. God. All right, wait, here. Here we go. Ken Darman. He's been married for over a year. Really? Married. Uh, the folding. I can hear it in that clip, yeah. too. It's so good. I love that. She's really, I mean, I think if we were to do a bracket of, like, supportive friends in movies, like, Carrie Fisher is just the, like, you know, gold standard. Yeah. She's so good in it. Well, speaking of another great gal pal, we have Lauren Weedman as Doris in Looking, the movie. Oh, God. I so know that look. Weddings are awful, aren't they? They're horrible. You have to take solace in knowing that it's going to end in divorce. Guaranteed. Malik seems to be enjoying himself. I know. <laughs> he stands with a bunch of bears. Oh, no. Should I be worried? Looks like you sure don't want to lock that down with a wedding ring? He's a total beefcake. Oh, God. Wedding rings don't do shit. Right? Babies, on the other hand, so much harder to flush down a toilet. You got to really... What? Work out what? What? Oh my God, what? I'm so drunk, y'all. What'd I say? Oh my God. Oh my God, are you? I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not, am I, think I'm pregnant? No, I'm not, I wouldn't be drinking. If I was, well, then again, if I was my mother, I would be. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, you are, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm not, okay? But, okay, Sherlock, hey, well, you got, we're, Malik and me, we are talking about having a baby, yes. Doris, this is incredible news. <laughs> oh God, is it? Speaking of another gal who's just so natural, that feels like an improv scene. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like how do you how do you direct someone to do that kind of delivery? She, I mean, I've only seen the movie, but like she is the reason I would start watching the show because like, yeah, she just oh, it's just such a a fun performance to watch. Well, we mentioned her earlier in the episode, and she's popping up again. This is Paula Prentice in The Stepford Wives. Oh. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to end up like one of those pan scrubbers. I'm getting the hell out of Stepford. I'll ask Dave tonight, and we'll move. Hey, 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 you too. You can't break up a team like us. We're the best thing to happen since Laurel and Hardy. What do you think about it? It's uh, so much more. It's so it's so much better than I remember it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, she's such a good friend. It's such a oh, it's such a loss. It's such a loss when they robot I know. her. Ugh. Well, next on our list, the next inductee is Mia Goth from Suspiria. Patricia. Patricia. I knew it. I'm here. I'm sorry it took me so long. I'm so sorry. What did they do to you? They wake up here every day. It's all over now. I'll get you out. The performance is starting upstairs. Everyone will be looking the other way. Get up. Get up. Patricia. 
I hate to say this. I sound like Kiki Palmer in that uh, she's like, I hope I don't sound like a fool. I don't know who this man is. Uh, when she's, she's shown a picture of... Um, <laughs> when she's shown a picture of Dick Cheney. I know Mia Goth, but I can't place her in Suspiria. So walk me through that. She plays Sarah, who is... She's the one okay. who like breaks her leg later. And she's the one who... Um, she and oh, Susie yes. like explore the office and like uh, you know got it for the records and then she kind of becomes like in Act Two she the movie sort of becomes about her for a little bit or be, the focus shifts to her investigating this coven and she's a good friend she's just a great friend she's uh, she's a good like on on all right Mary we talk about like if you go back to rewatch a season like oh focus on this queen when you when you rewatch the season and I feel like. Rewatching Suspiria would be interesting to just focus on on uh, mm. on Sarah. Gotcha, got it. I remember her now. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So our next inductee is from a show gone too soon, unfortunately, but a couple of great seasons. Uh, this is Brandon Scott Jones from the other two. I really appreciate this, and was like hoping for it. Because I was starting to worry that you were going to be one of those friends that I just had for a time, and I, I didn't want you to be a friend for a time. So thank you. But I just, um, I don't think I can have you stay, though. Oh, I, I won't be shitty. I promise. I won't talk about me. I won't talk about work. I, I. No, I know. It's just. You were kind of shitty to my friends, too. And I feel like you owe not just me an apology. And it's weirdly my boyfriend's birthday, too, and so it's like a co-thing. And I'm just... I'm nervous to change the vibes. What a healthy little conflict there, you know? Yeah. I I honestly think uh, Curtis, his character, I think was the best part of season three and and would be the reason I'd rewatch that season. Uh, And one of my favorite performances from this past year. I I think season three of the other two, I think there were parts of it that were great. And then I think, I feel like I can't remember if by the end it kind of fell a little flat or all of the like behind the scenes controversy sort of, you know, overshadowed it. But it... Mm -hmm. I, I didn't I by the end I was like, okay, I'm ready to say goodbye. But he was certainly one of the best parts of the season. For sure. I think he's just kind of like a star on the rise. I know he's on that other show, Ghosts on mm-hmm. CBS. Yeah. And he's one of the best parts of that show too. I just think he's one of you know, he's the best thing in it. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yep, That's yep, a yep. gay I'm rooting for. That's a gay I'm rooting for. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of a gay that we're all rooting for, truly, this last inductee is Jeff Hiller from Somebody Somewhere. Oh, yes. And I had to splice two clips together here from the same scene because I wanted all Wonderful. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. I love you. Mm. Don't don't do that face. Just Just listen to me. I love you. Why'd you shave your legs? Oh, because I'm gonna fuck my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> the drug <laughs> Yes. <laughs> He's probably really good in bed. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, you know? 
Oh, I love him. Another two more of my favorite performances from 2023. And a great example of laughter through tears is our favorite emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The two of them. I, I mean, that's my like, I feel like the number one show I'm most excited about coming back is season three of Somebody Somewhere. I know. I'm so glad for it. I'm so glad it was renewed because I just feel like it's everything's in danger of being canceled all the time. And I'm glad this one survived. Yeah. The little show that could. Yeah. Well, that, uh, uh, that was our, our best supporting friends. Thank you for being best supporting friends. Um, our <laughs> next category, uh, this is, you know, we don't have clips for all of these, but we have pretty much included clips from almost all of these, on this list, but we are uh, honoring the best ensembles of the year. And we've had a bunch of just like whiz bang casts that we've talked mm-hmm. about this year. Uh, of course, the bear, the bear, the bear, really all season, but certainly the fishes episode was, you know, uh, a real all star cast. Definitely. Uh, grumpier old men. I mean, you know, Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau, and Margaret, Sophia Loren, Burgess Meredith, Daryl Hannah, Kevin Pollock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever played the mom. Uh, what's yeah. her name? Yeah. Her, too. Uh, was she, wait, is she the same one who was in uh, Getting On and Gilbert? Hmm. Was that her? I don't remember. Well, you know what? You know what, Google? Getting on seems like a lifetime ago. Isn't I that know. crazy? That was a long time ago. Um, well, let's find out because Google, like, all I had to type in was, like, GR. And it was like, oh, I think you're looking for grumpy old men. Indeed. And Morgan Gilbert, who is an alum. So say her name as well. That's a great ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I was just looking to see if there's anybody else. Oh, yeah. The cake lady was nice. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, so God bless that cast. Speaking of all-star casts, uh, there were just 24 stars, and one of them we found some real forgiveness with after uh, enduring worse supporting Aubrey. This is Nashville. Yes. A real so tr- many people in that movie. <laughs> real turnaround for you and I and Michael Murphy. Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. But also, you know, Lily, uh, Lily Tomlin and Karen Black and Barbara Harris and Ronnie Blakely mm-hmm. and uh, Ned Beatty, uh, Barbara Baxley. It was, yeah, it was a great cast. Uh, uh, moving on, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And I know Paul Rubens is like, you know, he's the star. He's really the only one that I can name, maybe besides Jan Hooks in that movie. But right. it really does feel like a big adventure, like as the title says. But like, it really has like, just that sort of journey he takes is is really fun to see. And that it's like, yeah, I feel like I know I remember the characters more than I remember the actors, but I think of the the guy he he hitchhikes with and they have that kind of weird pseudo romantic oh, relationship. Yes. And Dottie and Simone and Francis. Francis. You know, it's it's just all of those. Uh the <laughs> um I mean <laughs> I was just remembering when he rides off in the on the bike as a nun. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, Sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just the the 
the random stop at the bar and all of those characters, large Marge. It's just yes, um, one ensemble. But anyway, uh, moving on, a fabulous ensemble uh, that we've talked about a bit already in this episode: women talking. Mm. So um, many incredible women. So many Jessie incredible Buckley. women. Yeah, Jesse Buckley. Um, uh, what's her name? The other one that you love, Claire Foy. Claire Rooney Foy. Mara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, as I was pulling clips, you know that guy Ben Wishaw, as August, was wonderful. So he is good. Yeah, you're the men. He certainly is included in that. Um, yeah, could have been a prince maybe if we were remembering him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, maybe in 2024 we find another opportunity to talk about Ben Wishaw. Yeah. You know, put him on the list with Sophia Loren. Um, you know, this is a, a bit of a dark horse at this year's Westons, and I wanted it to be represented somewhere, and probably it could have been other places, but I I think this is a very appropriate place, but Clock Watchers. Yeah, I, even though it's that core three, those core three ladies, there's so much of that world in the office that's... Yeah, worth mentioning. Yeah, you know, because there's yeah, there's Lisa Kudrow, there's uh, Tony Collette, there's Parker Posey, there's Alana Eubach, there's um, Deborah Jo Rupp, uh, and then yeah. yeah, just like the the woman who plays the little like the new secretary who becomes permanent, who's like stealing everything, and um, the guy who plays Tony Collette's father, and and the guy from Jag is in it. Uh, and oh, that's the, right. And the woman who was like, somebody stole money from the coffee can. Yeah, I just the world of the office. Um, Jamie Kennedy was in it. He played the male guy. That's right. And I feel like a lot even like this feels very much like isn't it isn't the SAG award called like best ensemble or yep. best cast or something like that. And I know sometimes it can be really big, like the help like one one year. But like I feel like another like trying to think of like the cast of doubt you know what i mean sure. there's only four or five people but like it's the quality that counts not necessarily the quantity but yeah yeah and a lot of quality on that clock watchers um that's right well speaking of quality and really i thought it's very important to recognize because this is truly a group effort but the cast of rent i'm so glad it's on here I would have never thought that I would see it at the Westons, much less us just really doing the episode. Yeah, you know, it was certainly a big surprise for me. And I, you know, when I went back and was pulling clips, I was like, you know, Ren, you and I, you know, earlier this episode, uh, uh, Rita Moreno Award for Excellence and Nuance winner, Rita, Sheila McCarthy had a monologue about forgiveness and, and about distance. And I think there was <laughs> yes. uh, somewhere along the you rent, you and I and Ruth and Cheryl, we went on a similar journey. I know that much. We definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, house arrest, which when you think about it, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Pollock in that baseball shirt, the girl uh, I was almost friends with in high school, Amy Sackisitz, uh, you know, Caroline Aaron, Wallace Shawn, Jennifer Coolidge, Sheila McCarthy, we've already talked about, Christopher McDonald, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. It's a, it truly is an ensemble event. Yeah, a basement full of character actors. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but they know who they are. That's right. They know the rest. Yeah. So congratulations, all y'all. Lovely. All right. Really, really getting to the end here, folks. Uh, one last big category, and this is Best Supporting Moms. And uh, starting out with a bang, 
we have Kirstie Alley and It Takes Two. You were supposed to protect her. You should have done something. You, you could have slipped their tires or something, anything. They had the paperwork. What paperwork? We couldn't find you. Miss Van Dyke was here. What did you want us to do? Lie in front of the van, for God's sake? I would have. I'm taking the Jeep. Hey, that's the camps. Oh, don't... <laughs> oh my gosh i totally forgot about that yeah. thank you for yeah. that reminder yeah she oh, don't, 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 don't. that's a mom you know because you know that's the other thing kirstie alley she becomes a mom by the end and it's so it's a you know this is for you uh what's what was her character's name in the movie diane not sure diane the movie diane yeah i mean we could have easily put her in here for look who's talking but i mean we would have not listened to that clip again so i'll i'll i think it takes two is the true winner yeah i i know it's like this is also sure in part for it takes two but i i think diane's story is it means something you know yeah i like that excellent choice uh, the next one, we've already mentioned her really several times. She's kind of like the, the MVP of this award show. Sheila McCarthy for House Arrest. This is an aggravated felony of the first degree. Second degree under the revised code. Gwenna, I'm talking. Now, Mrs. Crump, what were you saying? Gwenna Crump, homemaker. Heartbreaking. God. Heartbreaking. It's so sad. <laughs> this is why she won the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence in Nuance, folks. This is it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So wonderful. Um, next, traveling back to the 70s here for Julianne Moore in Boogie Nights. I miss my two sons. You know? I miss my, my little Andrew and, and my Dirk. You know, I always felt like Dirk was my... My baby, my new baby. Don't you miss Dirk? Yeah. He's so fucking talented, the bastard. You know, I just... I love him, Roller Girl. I mean, I really love his stupid trick. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I want you to be my mom, Amber. Are you my mom? I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you if you're my mom, okay? And, and you say yes, okay? Are you my mom? Yes, buddy. <laughs> yes. I forgot all about that clip. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, well, they're like doing coke. It's like such a great little little scene. It's so good. And Heather Graham is yeah. great in that scene as well. She is. Absolutely. Uh, the roar heard around the world. Our next inductee is Angela Bassett's from Wakanda, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? On your feet, General. by you after Killmonger took the throne and you and the elders in this room stood by him while I run begging to the Jabari for protection. 
And I warned you about taking my daughter on this mission, and you lost her. So today, I am done. Oof. Oh, uh, it's just such a good performance. God, and she is just, I mean, yeah. we have said so much about her, but it's just, it's worth repeating. I mean, the, the definition of doing the thing. I was just going to say, yes. I mean, it just makes me more sad, but also it's fine. What are we yeah. going to do? We can't change the history. No. But, uh, you know, it's a great performance. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. Our next inductee, someone I believe we mentioned at least once this podcast, is uh, Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once. You are getting fat. And you never call me, even though we have a family plan. And it's free. You only visit when you need something. You got a tattoo, and I don't care if it's supposed to represent our family. You know I hate tattoos. And of all the places I could be, why would I want to be here with you? Yes. You're right. That doesn't make sense. Evelyn, Bishola, Gola. Let her finish. Maybe it's like you said. Maybe there is something out there, some new discovery that will make us feel like even small pieces of shit. Something that explains why you still went looking for me through all of this noise. And why, no matter what, I still want to be here with you. I will always, always want to be here with you. I'm so glad you kept the whole scene. There's really not a, a good place to cut that anyway. Yeah, right. I was like, you know, uh, and, and Michelle, you know, winning that Oscar in the whole talk about a campaign. I mean... I feel like if if it's not videos of Jamie Lee Curtis talking to somebody on the Today Show and crying, it's somebody on the Today Show talking to Michelle Yeoh and crying. It was just like, yes, I, I was so invested in the two of them winning, and uh, it's and it, it came true. It came true, and it, and she was so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is like the Cinderella story of uh, of that movie. It's 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 so wonderful. Yeah, love you, Michelle. Or as Jamie Lee uh, Curtis says, Michelle. Michelle. Interesting. <laughs> She's always saying Michelle. So, you know, what it's worth. All right. Blanchette. Blanchette. Right. Exactly. Michelle. Exactly. Once she won the Oscar, she became Michelle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, our last inductee, she's so hot. She's so cool. And she's the best mom. This is Dakota Johnson in Cha Cha Real Smooth. It is really hard for me to accept the fact that until I leave Earth, I'm going to have always been so tangled. She came when I was so young. And then everything from there was defined by her stages. And then Joseph came along, and I'm so thankful, but for the rest of my life, everything is going to be defined by them. 
But you... You only have you. And how scary, but... How amazing. Oh, that movie's got layers. Yeah. She is, she is so hot, and she is so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I just, Dakota, I, I just felt like we needed to represent her somewhere this year. And I think the prestige of Best Supporting Mom, I think, is a good place for her. Yeah, she landed exactly where she should have. Yeah. And, you know, could have been a contender for uh, our final special award before we get to our BSA of the year. Uh, really, I mean, you know, they're they're. I could see a world where it could have even been a double win and um, it, it isn't because you got to break some hearts at the Westons. And that's, I, we've been saying that's that all right. night. So this is a new award to recognize uh, greatness, to recognize hotness and to recognize coolness and all uh, in the name of greatness. And that of course is the Eileen Davidson award for being so hot and so cool. And, you know, maybe Dakota would have had it in the bag until we got to Tarantino November, which very quickly became Novumavar, Novumavar. Um, yes. Because really, Uma Thurman, a queen who has had my heart since since the truth about cats and dogs back in college, and then certainly hysterical blindness. I don't know how apparent that is at this point. Um, and then Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2. Pulp Fiction, I, you know, uh, smash, smash. <laughs> uh, how could I yes. forget Fish and Chips in Boston? How could I resist? So yes, yes, and then smash, and that might be the the sprinkles on the cupcake. Is that she was in all these iconic movies, and then she is in Smash. Yeah, I would have never thought it really. I, I she just wasn't on my radar so to speak i guess mm -hmm. like there i didn't have any frame of reference for her so it is it it's just like this natural progression of being more curious about her and then doing you know um everything that you just mentioned really got us to this point yeah and i think you know next year i feel like a movie if we really want to put our prestige hats on we should do dangerous liaisons because that has glenn it has shelly pfeiffer and it has uma Oh, I didn't even know Uma was in it. Yeah. So nice. maybe we do Dan Dangerous Liaisons one week, and then we do Cruel Intentions the next week since it's based on that. Ooh, yeah. That would be fun. Because that's maybe got... around like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just some thoughts just to kind of see. You know, it'd be great to have Sarah Michelle Geller get discussed on this podcast, you know? Oh, yeah. So, that would be great. Um, so, yeah. So, Uma Thurman, you know, she, she did uh, happily accept the award. We got a brief uh, acceptance speech from uh, from her. Uh, oh, she's being interrupted by some people who feel that Dakota Johnson should have won. And it looks like, <laughs> oh, it looks like Jamie Lee Curtis is here to intervene. Let's see what she has to say. She is a fantastic talent. These people should shut the fuck up, back the fuck off, and let this woman just shine her light because she is fantastic. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Well, oh, that was good. Now that we've got that crowd under control, let's let let's let Uma have her accepted speech. Thank you. Well, now I'm in real trouble. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Um, 
with this incredible encouragement, um, we all continue to strive to, you know, improve and, and you know, appreciate all this stuff. It's so nice. Um, I'm so grateful. So um, thank you, and my husband and my babies and everybody. Thank you. Good night. It's beautiful words. Uh. That was class um, act. Yeah, that was I edited her acceptance speech from the Golden Globes when she won Best Actress for Historical Blindness, and I just oh nice edited it down to generic. <laughs> That's perfect. I was just gonna say she doesn't mention any no. co-stars yeah. or directors. Got it all out. Just the Westons. Just the Westons. Yeah. yeah. You should have like spliced you saying like and thank you to the Westons. <laughs> right, right, right. I know. Well, next year uh, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, That's perfect. Uh well. Uh, that brings us, are you ready for our, our final category, our biggest award of the year, the, the prestigious BSA of the year? Uh, I've never been more ready. Well, folks, you know, it's probably pretty obvious. She's kind of weaved her way through this year's Weston. She's been weaving her way into our hearts since last year. You know, I, she has wowed me with the levels of fame that she exists at from from prestige Oscar winning movies to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's got wind chimes named after Dorit Kemsley. She's got an Oscar. Uh, she has got glasses that she's always pushing up with her thumb and she keeps it real. And I'm obsessed with her. And she's the queen of Holly weird. She's the queen of my heart. She's the queen of the Westons. Please congratulate the BSA of the year, Janie Lee Curtis. Ah, so deserved, really, for all the reasons you said and more, too. It's just been such a, again, the year that she's had is crazy. And, like, to really top it all off with The Bear season two is just such a gift. She is such a gift. And I just can't believe she won that Oscar. I know. <laughs> Truly, like, I can believe it, but I can't. It just, it felt like the universe was just leaning a little bit towards us this entire year. And that we were along for the ride to support it at every cost. Well, you know, we have, speaking of the bear, we do have a, uh, a little clip of uh, one of her best moments uh, of the past year, which indeed is this scene from the bear uh, that just to recognize uh, to recognize her, her the one of the main reasons she's our BSA of the year uh, here is a clip from the bear featuring future Emmy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh Natalie Rose Berzato do you know how much I fucking hate when you ask do you know how much I fucking hate? Do you ask me that? Okay. Do Do you ask the rest of these people if they're okay? No. Do I not look okay, Natalie? Not really. Let's go upstairs. Oh fuck you, Michelle. Hey, hey, hey. I do not look okay. Did I not just bust my ass all day? For you motherfuckers. I didn't mean it like that. This is beautiful. Am I okay? Am I okay? Are you motherfuckers okay? 
Are you okay, Lee? You didn't do shit! This is fucking gorgeous! Ugh. Ugh. Well, it's so good. It's so good. Well, you know, we actually do have an acceptance speech from Jamie Lee Curtis as well. She graciously accepted this honor. And so uh, please welcome to the podcast, Jamie Lee Curtis. <gasps> um, to my dream team, uh, my agent, Rick Kurtzman, Alan Wertheimer, Heidi Schaefer, Sean James, Grace Ahn, Jane Ross. We just want to Weston. To my family, my beautiful husband, Christopher Guest, our daughters, Annie and Ruby, my sister Kelly, we just wanted to Weston. To all of the people who have supported the genre movies that I have made for all these years, the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, we just one Western together <laughs> Oh my goodness. I mean great minds. I, I can't believe that I called it. I, I bet you were like Ooh. I was like, oh that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Oh Weston. It's just like so like oh it's it's perfect. I was like, how I can can't I believe do this? she knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so thank you to multiple commercials for the Weston Hotel for that. Um, and that, folks, that is the Westons. What a ride. What a show. I mean, I really have, you know, this is my personal acceptance or uh, thank you speech to to you, Colin, for putting all these clips together. I know that it's it's fun for you, which is great. I, I feel like it's something that you look forward to every year is compiling the clips and also making, you know, the montages. And it's so fun. And thank you for all of your hard work. Oh, thank you. It is. It's I, it, it's a, a labor of love. It really is just like, yeah, it's just when you love doing something, you just put your head down and do it. And I was like, yeah, up to the end, up to like right before we recorded, I was like, oh, no, we need this. We need this. And I feel like, yeah. uh, you know, there's so few things where that we like have that passion for. And um, <laughs> yes. this was really just so much fun to produce. And I'm so proud of and I'm so proud of the the year of, of episodes we've had and and just like what we cover on this podcast. It's so much fun. If I wasn't recording this podcast every week i would be listening to this podcast every week so um yeah. thank you for bringing this fantasy to life with me yeah what a year yeah can't wait for next year can't wait for more women and some maybe some men hey you know you See never know i you know i i i think the exciting thing is like we don't know what's ahead there's going to be some performance that we are going to see in the next year that's going to be like Jamie Lee Curtis in the bear level. Like, we are going to lose our minds, and I can't wait to discover what that is. Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, I think it is certainly fair. At this point, we have been going on, and the news is waiting. The news is waiting to start, <laughs> so we are indeed being played off. Oh, yes. Take that, Maria Manunos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you listen, Maria, let us finish making the news before you start reporting the news. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Uh, well, where, where can folks find more of you? 
They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. How about you? Well, you can find more of me on my other podcast, All Right, Mary, where we are currently covering Dragula Season 5, and then we are wrapping up pretty soon Season 5 of Drag Race UK on Patreon, and we have started coverage of Canada Season 4, so I like mrs wow. doubtfire bridges like i'm just hopping yes. from you know one country to the other um but it's good uh and of course you can find more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on instagram at bsapod or you can send us an email at the bsapod at gmail.com and give your peepers a rest because it's a holiday weekend uh we are this week we are taking a break uh from the best supporting after show to to you know lay in food comas um let's be honest uh for thanksgiving and so uh that does not mean that you should not join us on patreon where we usually have a best supporting after show every week and you'll get early access to episodes just like this all of that at patreon.com slash bsa pod five dollars a month i mean who wouldn't want that yeah i don't know and i don't and i don't want to hear from them I'll tell you that much. That's right. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. know you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Westons. This is, don't, don't take me down, you know, when I'm feeling this good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think it is certainly time for you and I to get into two pre-owned lease, start at your cells named Ruth and Cheryl and get the hell out of Stepford. Sounds good. All right, folks. Well, that, as they say, is that. Thank you.